Konnichiwa. This is Thomas with Believe in the Run. This is Robbie with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And you're listening to the Drop Special Edition Japan Remix, or I guess it's not a remix, it's more like <laughs> recap. But uh, yeah, we're going to go take you to Japan with us and uh, tell you why it was so awesome. Yeah, get ready. It was quite the journey. Yeah, I think I'm going to, towards the end, we normally thank people, but I'm going to start off with a thank you to ASICS for putting this together. It's a really tough thing to navigate this whole marathon. It's like so many hoops. You'll hear about them as we go through it, but ASICS made it as easy as possible and really was a great host for the 2023 Tokyo Marathon. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it actually happened. I feel like... I can't believe that we all as a team made it there and back without <laughs> like anyone getting lost or stuck in transit somewhere. Yeah. yeah. There is, but there's a, there's a couple of hiccups. <laughs> I, I mean, in the beginning there was, I was freaking out. Oh, the COVID. Yeah. yeah. Cause so I didn't have, I have the two vaccinations, but not the booster. So they were to get into Japan. You have to have, uh, either that or just a negative COVID test. Or literally any piece of paper that has three lines written on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, okay, this is kind of crazy because in the U.S., if you're foreign and you're coming in, you have to have a vaccination. So like Novak Djokovic can't play, still can't come in. Um, but Japan's way more strict and they just need, you just need a negative test. You know what I mean? Isn't that kind of interesting? Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> like they're maybe way, not that interesting but i just i mean whatever <laughs> geopolitical conversations aside um so i had to get uh let's go back to 19 2019 and talk about covid <laughs> so i had to get a negative test and i got a got it from lab core which is like a major place and they never put on the document that it was a nasal swab test so i we're on the way to the airport and I'm trying to upload my document to customs or whatever immigration. And it, they're not, they keep kicking it back and saying like, it does not say what type of test this is. And I'm like freaking out. <laughs> was. was I not freaking out? Yeah. You were a little tense. Uh, Robbie <laughs> was having a morning there. Like, okay. So let's start off from the beginning. So we roll up and we have to get to Dulles airport from Baltimore, which is about an hour okay, and a half yeah, drive without right. traffic. So we have Jonathan, our limousine driver, or it's not really a limousine. It was like a bus. <laughs> yeah. But um, let's not get too classy. <laughs> it was a black bus, though. Um, it was. They roll up. We have our Ortley bags all packed. And yes, I'm going to say Ortley bags because they were nice <laughs> enough to send us uh, luggage for the trip. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Robin, anything you want to say about the Ortley bags is, uh, before we go on? I love them. All right. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. They're waterproof bags. Anyway. Load those up. We all have them pretty much packed to the gills, except for Brandon. I don't know how Brandon. Brandon did it, packed like three shirts. Like, and was like, good to go. Of, two pairs of underwear. <laughs> I should have just combined packing with him. Yeah. So we load those all up. We're getting on the bus. And yes, the tension with Robbie is palpable. Mm. You can just see the stress. Yeah, because there was. So the whole thing of me uploading that test and being like, it's getting kicked back. And I'm just like, dude. So I'm calling LabCorp on the way to the airport and telling them I need like an email saying that it's a nasal swab. So I'm waiting forever. It's the email's not coming in. We get to the check-in counter and they're, I give them the paper that I had that said I had a negative result. And they're like looking it over and like discussing it. 
And literally as they're discussing it, I'm like refreshing my email and it comes in saying like, we can verify that this is a nasal swab test. Show them the email. We're good. I had, I also had a piece so bad. Also, <laughs> Robbie spilled there. his coffee <laughs> in the van. I mean, he was a mess. Dude, it was not uh, good. Yeah. But when we got, got to the airport, we're getting checked in and it's our first time flying uh, Nippon Airways. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was, I, I really liked it. And it took me back to like almost like my childhood days where the the people on the plane taking care of the flight attendants. Yeah. Very professional, very buttoned up. That's what I say. I never experienced that because I didn't fly when I was a kid or anything or in back in the 80s or 90s. So it was, that's what I expected it to be. And it really was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, imagine that, but even the passengers were as yeah, polite up. and dressed up as the staff. So we're just so used to flying Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid, Spirit Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> Getting on an RV yeah. going down. But yeah, like we were fortunate enough. They hooked us up with business class or not business. It was economy premium or business premium. I forget what it's called. It's like the in-between realm. Yeah. So there's the really swanky seats. the first seats. class. Then, then there's the, we're not going to smash you together like a peanut butter jelly sandwich in my son's lunchbox, uh, Rose. Mm-hmm. And there's this nice in-between, and we got to go in those. And what did you, I mean, May, what did, did you sleep the whole way over? No. I'm, I'm just not great at sleeping in the middle of the day or on planes. So I, I think I got just like a random hour or two here and there. But the thing is, they would turn on the lights every, like they wanted to feed you the whole plane ride, which I was like, why are they feeding yeah. us so much? I thought I might have been in a weird horror movie where they're plumping <laughs> me up for feasting Seriously. later. <laughs> it was like, oh, you're done with that? Here's a snack. Yeah. And although the food wasn't what I'm used to, I really enjoyed everything. As a matter of fact, for breakfast, on the way back, I had the fish. <laughs> that was that was really aggressive. It, it, it was for breakfast. It said it explicitly. Yeah, breakfast fish. Um. But yeah, I mean, the, the food in general, I mean, we'll get to all the food, but I mean, we definitely tried new things. Yeah, and so the flight was like 14 hours. It was a direct flight. Still don't know how it's possible. But. <laughs> I know. So add up all the time because we, we had an hour and a half on the van on the way over yep 14 and a half in the air and then the customs at in japan was like an hour and a half wait and then it was about an hour drive to, to the, the hotel hour yeah. and a half drive so yeah all in all we spent almost a million years yeah <laughs> one day rip van winkled literally a day and a half after we left is when we got there with the time zone changes yeah yeah so we got there and um first impression of tokyo I feel like like when we first got and we're on the freeway and you could see everything. Yeah, I just didn't know. I feel like my mind was just so fried from the travel and everything yeah. else. I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Uh, I was like, this is expansive. And that, the, okay, that was, yeah. Def, I couldn't believe how huge it was. Yeah, like I, normally you look at a city and you see like skyscrapers here and then the sprawl. Right. This was like skyscrapers everywhere and just miles yeah i had no clue like going into it and it's weird because if you look at the population of tokyo the estimates are i guess depending how you measure the area anywhere from 10 12 million to 26 million 
I'm going to go with the 26. I would too. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> you were, huge. you could not, not bump into people. Like it was like, and the size of the places. Yeah. were just so small and they're packed. Yeah. So when we got there, we got into the hotel, kind of checked our bags and then we stayed at the Keo Plaza, Keo, which is, was basically where the start line for the marathon was. It was, I would say if we're given tips, yeah. You could stay at the Keo Plaza. <laughs> Do it. You want to stay at the Keo Plaza. 100%. Not because it's the greatest hotel in the world, but it location-wise, it's right in the middle of Shinji, Shinjuku, and it was easy to get to all the tourist stuff from there. But it, it was a very nice hotel, though. Yeah. It's yeah. also, other than maybe Chicago, I can't think of a major where you can stay in a hotel until, like, the last minute, and well, kind of last minute, and then walk into your corral. Right, exactly. I mean, that's a perk right there. Yeah. That was a perk, and the breakfasts were a perk. Oh, yeah. Breakfast was great. Yeah, so it's right in the heart of Shinjuku. Um, so as far as, like, traveling around and walking around, you had everything you needed. Believe it or not, one of my favorite stores there when we were there, just because we needed them so often, was the 7-Eleven. Yeah. It's, they're bigger there than they are here. Wait, what were they called? It was, like, 7-Eleven something else. In company? Uh, no, and holdings? Even, and holdings, seven and yeah, holdings. Was, I think oh, it was. Yeah, seven yeah. And they didn't have a Slurpee machine though. That oh, I, they didn't. I don't think that I'd noticed. That is weird. It just seems illegal. <laughs> yeah, the, but it, it was like when you're in New York City, you have Dwayne Reed's everywhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was what was the other one? Lawson's. Lawson's. Yeah. But so we got in and immediately, well, Meg went to bed. Yeah, I was done. I had 16 meals that day, so yeah. that was good. I tried the theory of staying up the whole flight just to crash. See if I could crash hard, which didn't really work. Um, Wait, our flight didn't have for some reason the internet was out, so we were all oh, yeah. we were all thinking we we're going to be able to get all this work done, and then <laughs> thought we were going to watch movies fourteen hours. No internet, no movies, and I didn't download anything on my phone because I was like, yeah, yeah. We basically had to read by candlelight. Yeah. <laughs> it was like traveling back to the Oregon Trail, and so we got there and we went. At, we we got some food, but on the walk over. Yeah, that's the coolest thing. So first off, it was super windy and super cold when we got mm-hmm. there. Not super. I mean, it was like 30 degrees, but with the wind, it was really chilly. So I was like, Megan's going to be so happy. <laughs> she did not come because I don't think she was up for it. Mm-hmm. But as we're walking down the street, all of a sudden I see like neon <laughs> golf carts going down the middle of the street. Right. Apparently there's... Or Mar- like go-karts. Yeah, yeah. Mar- Mario Kart tours of Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. So you can get in a Mario Kart and driver in the street like not on Wait, the side you, of the street you never told me this oh you didn't see them while we were there no because we saw them a couple other yeah. times oh i missed them <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like a like you'd see like 10 or 12 like go-karts going down like and i'm not talking on the side of the street or in the bike lane oh, right in the middle like, in the middle and like they're only about like if you're sitting on the ground in a go-kart your head's only about three feet like i don't it's understand. like a normal yeah like a normal go-kart on it like that you go to at a track or whatever <laughs> yeah and on I, the road and i couldn't but like i was like just danger wise you're in a city <laughs> like how do people not get run i mean over? in an american city it would never happen i feel like maybe they're a little more respect respectful in tokyo so it was kind of doable yeah but it was the coolest thing like neon lights are driving (laughs) down obviously it's nighttime when we get there neon lights everywhere but one of the first things we realize is that even if no cars are coming oh you can't jaywalk that was the most painful thing ever (laughs) that was definitely the hardest part about being there (laughs) that was was it culturally it was weird because japan was a polite society Mm -hmm. and we think this is the start of all why they're uh, 
city was beautiful, clean, organized. The people walked up to the light. If the light was red, didn't yeah. matter if there wasn't a car on the road. For You could, yeah. So Either direction, the, no cars, doesn't matter. So there were their hands crossed. They would, at some intersections, I saw them lining up down the sidewalk to cross the crosswalk. Like, not congregating at the crosswalk. <laughs> yeah. Did Did Mac tell you not to cross, or were, did you look around and you're like, oh, we can't go? He was like, people don't cross yeah. unless it's, because we were at a small street. Yeah. And he's like, nah, the people don't cross here unless... It was painful. Because the next morning, I was like, oh, I was about to walk, and you told me. You were like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do that here. Yeah. So. We so, what, what it, the, and I want to bring where we went to dinner. Oh, we have to, yeah. Why don't you describe for the people? So, we went to a ramen shop, I guess, and. Was it Ichiren, the Ichi, name of it? Ichi, Ichiran. Ichiren. Or, yeah. yeah. But is that. Is that the name or is that the style of restaurant? That's the name of the chain. It's That's a the chain. chain okay. yeah. I yeah. want one of those in the U.S. Apparently, there's one in New York City. So we might have to hit that up over there next time. Oh. I say we put one in next door. To there the should be one everywhere. Here. Can you imagine if we had that right here? Yeah, I'd be full of broth. You, you know what I also realized? Every day. For me, I don't like looking at people sometimes. Yeah. It's the perfect dining Pe- out experience. People are the worst to look at. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, is, this place is an introvert's dream. So you go... I'm, Meg is. You have like to leave the house life. so it's not completely. No, I, I really did hated this concept at first until I experienced okay. it. And then now I'm into it. All right. So you go in and there's like a vending machine right inside the door and you, it has pictures which are helpful. And you select which item of ramen or toppings you want. And then you pay for it and it spits out a ticket. And you wait in a line until a, ta- seat, is a seat is available. But the room itself is, it's just a small space, maybe what, 15 seats or so? Uh, well, what it is, is it looked like the, the, kitch- one side the kitchen closed. is in the middle, but you don't see the kitchen. Right. And there's like a oh, tables okay. on each side okay. of the kitchen. So there's probably like 15 on this side, 15 on that side. Mm-hmm. So they can seat like 30 people, I think. Yeah, but it's individual booths, basically, like a two by two foot square in with front of you with wall dividers in between. Which some places they can remove the dividers if you're with the group, but then you're still you're sitting beside each other. You're not like at a table. And then you put your ticket in the window, which is uh, like a half window that's open, and you see a pair of hands come. Take your ticket. Take your ticket. Five minutes later, piping hot bowl of ramen arrives in front of you. Hands place the bowl in front of you. Bamboo shade closes. You have a little water tap for your (laughs) for your water. And it's a delightful experience. It really is. And if you think about it efficient-wise, you oh, get yeah. in there, you, someone hands you your soup, you eat your soup, you get up and you go. Yeah. So the turnover is pretty quick. But what I didn't, the first time we went, I didn't appreciate the charm of it as much as I did the second time. I think we were just overwhelmed with everything. Yeah. And you're kind of like, what is happening right now? But yeah, I agree. Yeah, so we get back from from dinner, and I'll, we can talk more about the other itchy ring because it was the best beer I ever had mm. um, when we were doing the shopping trip. But uh, we get back, room's pitch black for me when I get back. Did you relax or anything? Um, I don't really remember. I think I probably did. Yeah, Meg was asleep, so I was just like, okay, I guess I'm going to sleep now. Yeah, but <laughs> we, I, th- I think we all woke. I woke up at. That was the night I got the most sleep, and it was only like five hours. I think I woke up at four a.m. Um, yeah, it was, was pretty much like three or four a.m. every morning for us. Yeah, 
the one night I did wake up at 1 a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep. So that was a three-hour night's sleep. What two was the, two nights before the marathon? <laughs> what was the best? Those you could tell who was up because their Instagram. Yeah. Like I was like, ah. Oh, well, I got a Mike Coe's been up. I got me. an internet password request from you at like four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> you're in the room next to me. Yeah. Do you want to share the password? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike was like posting, uh, you know, videos and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, sleep was hard to come by. I think that was the theme of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say, I I was fine. I'm just angry right now, <laughs> seething in anger over here. I was I, telling Meg this morning because I slept great last <laughs> night. I was like, I don't. I think I'm okay with dealing with uh, jet lag. I don't know. I don't. I think we're still in it. I'm not sure that we're fully out of it yet. Oh, I'm not out of it. Yeah. but I slept great. I'll operate today, and I'll bet you by tomorrow I'm back on yeah. regular schedule. The only thing that's not on schedule is, like, normally I would go to the bathroom at certain points. Mm-hmm. That's all out the window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, don't your even, body's just so out of whack. I don't know if I've gone to the bathroom in, since we got there. Oh, wow. Just kidding. No, I, I have. <laughs> a lot of ramen. I have. A I lot have. of ramen. <laughs> I'm not going to disclose all my... Uh, bathroom yeah so breakfast is at the hotel and this is again why i'd probably recommend this hotel for the marathon is there's a buffet and megan what did what was your discovery about the japanese like meals oh that i feel like there is no like breakfast food lunch food dinner food it's all just like food food (laughs) and it's the same meals basically you can eat the same meals at every every part of the day yeah at the breakfast there's Clearly stuff that was for um, foreigners, like the pancakes and toast right. and all that kind of stuff. But there was everything on the buffet from fried chicken to... Which I ate every morning. I know, I did too. I <laughs> loved it. Um, scrambled eggs. Uh, what are some of the other things? That were, there it were, might be a stretch to call them scrambled. They're what? Loose yeah. leg <laughs> eggs. They, they were, like them soupy over there. It, yeah, they were running faster than I was, <laughs> for sure. Rice, miso soup. They had tater tots. Uh, tater tots, sausages, bacon, and ham. Their bacon is pretty much ham. like ham. I couldn't eat the bacon. I was like, it was, it was pretty limp. It was, it, it was not. It was not hard fried bacon. <laughs> yeah. Cereal. I mean, you name it. You could oh, find there, something there. There was also salad and steamed vegetables. Why not? Yeah. Uh, anyways, so yeah, that was breakfast. It was good. It helped us fuel in the morning for sure. Uh, first morning we were there. Then we did a shakeout run with the eight six front runners, yep. which is like an international group. More. I yeah. I'm still confused exactly what front runners are because they're yeah. clearly ASICs, right? And it's a running group, but I I don't I, I don't think it's a little bit of a loose. Know how it ties it together? Yeah. <laughs> I I, actually asked and now I forget. Somebody should look that up on the web, uh, what the front runners is. But um, it's kind of like more of the, I think it's supposed to be like the sound, sound mind, sound body thing. But I think it was around before that. Yeah, I think it's just kind of the theme, like the idea of it. That's why they did that meditation type thing. Okay. According to the interwebs, it's a diverse team united by the belief that movement has the power to uplift the mind. There you go. And I, I think you have to like apply to become a part of it, but. That's all I got. All right. So we did that shakeout run, which was nice because it was in the same park in the same place that we'd be doing our shakeout run the next day. I don't know. There seemed to be, what do you, What would you say? How many people were there for the front runner shakeout? Uh, I don't know, like 25 or 30 yeah, maybe. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 
So we, we did loops around Shinjuku Park. Shinjuku Central Park, not to be confused with the Central Park in the U.S., which is about 100 times bigger. Yes. <laughs> One to 1,000 times larger. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we had to do, we did loops around the park. 1K loops. Yeah. There was, so to get your three-mile shakeout and run, you basically had to do four loops around the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it got a little dicey because uh, the other thing in Japan is there's no like bike lanes in the streets, but a lot of people ride bikes. So it, they ride on the sidewalk and I'm never really sure which side people are riding on or even walking on. That was confusing. <laughs> I feel like cause they drive on the left side, I assumed we followed those rules walking, but it seemed like it was kind of a gamble. Yeah. No, I think you were supposed to. Like I did notice like people get frustrated if you were walking like if you were walking the intuitive way you would from being from the United States. I th- yeah. They would be like I think generally that was the case but also at least with the bikes it was just I yeah. feel like a bit random. Yeah. Um and no one wore helmets there which was another interesting thing. And there's just that kids was. kids riding on the handlebars. There's like, whole families. <laughs> yeah. Like on a one bike there'd yeah. be like four people. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You know, I approve. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was pretty cool. So after the shakeout run, what did we end up doing? We showered up and then we went to go get lunch with Mike Kafuzi and he took us to a mall. Oh yeah. We were trying to get food. And this that was, was the second day. That was oh. the next day because that time we went for udon soup. The... Just kidding. We showered and went and got <laughs> udon noodles. Yeah. That is true. And those were really good. That was really good. That might have been one of my favorite spots. They're so good. It's just like, you can't go wrong with that. We ate a lot of noodles. Yeah. But yeah. It's good. They're carbon, right? exactly. The the udon noodle place was more like a diner. So the kitchen was exposed, so no hidden behind curtain. But still Mm -hmm. vending machine tickets. And just sit down. They serve you your food. Yeah. And then, so after that, we went to the Marathon Expo, which was kind of wild because it was about an hour again from where we were. Yeah. Which you're still in the city. That was the craziest thing. We drive <laughs> right. for an hour and you're still in the city. Yeah. Not only in the city, you're basically still in the heart of the city yeah. almost. Cause I, like you could go another two hours and yeah. still be in the city. Right. Um, but the, So the Marathon Expo, it was a huge convention space. So we walked about almost a mile just to get to. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on beat before the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> we did. And so when we went there, you had to check in. Um, so there's a health app that we had to record our temperature every day leading up to the marathon. And when you got to the expo, they take your temperature. And I believe if you had a temperature, you don't, you're out. You're yeah. out. So thankfully, we weren't. I wonder if anybody out. did get booted. Luckily, we didn't get sunburned the day before. That yeah. would have been bad. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think I'm so. sure someone did. I mean, it, you know, I mean, with 30,000 30, yeah. something 38, people, 38,000. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was cool. And I think the highlight of the expo probably was the ASICS booth. Yeah. Um, Cause they put on a really, it's their marathon. It's their hometown. There was a four hour wait to get into the ASICS booth. The day before we were there. No, even the day we yeah. were there. Did you see yeah. the line? It was still crazy. So we got some privilege and were able to sneak in the back way with our ASICS guide. So we did not have to wait in yeah. the uh, three to four hour line, and you which saw, I don't understand. Like it's the day I, before I marathon. You're going to, or was it a day or day? Or, yeah, that was the day the before, day, right? Day, uh, two, days uh, two, before. Days, two days before. People 
standing in line for three to four hours. People want those S4s. Yeah. And that's what we looked at. We went in there specifically. The one thing I wanted to look at was uh, the S4, which I'm bummed because apparently there was a colorway of the Super Blast there that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. That I, the uh, flower one? Uh-huh. No, the flower one was a Super Blast. Wait, you just said Super Blast? No, it's a, uh, it Nova was a Blast? Nova Blast. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, so we got in there and checked out the S4. And the S4 is, it's kind of very similar to the Metaspeed Sky and Sky Plus, or, but it's a dual layer foam. So you've got turbo on the top and then I think just regular Blast. Blast. Okay. Like so, I don't even think it's about Blast Plus. And it said it was more for a four hour marathon. Sub four is why it's called S4. It's got yeah. more stability, so wider platform and. And then more rubber on the bottom. Yeah. And it's sold only in Japan, right? Sold Correct. only in Japan. Okay. It's a very specific use shoe. I don't think it will make it to the U.S. Probably I don't. Not. I couldn't. When I tried it on, I almost like if it had been something that I felt like we needed to review. Yeah. I was going to buy a pair while we were there. Yeah. And I, I was like trying them on. I was like, I don't know. There's a Super Blast. Right. And then there's the Metaspeed Sky. There's the Magic Speed. I'm kind of like this kind of like, seems redundant. Yeah. I feel you. But I think it was a good looking shoe. It was very pretty. Yeah, definitely. Looks a lot like the Metaspeeds. Um, yeah. So then we did the um, Expo. Oh. Got this little clock here. That's that the was probably too. the coolest thing at the expo. It's a you know like the Seiko timing devices they have on course for those listening. The yellow boxes. It's basically a miniature version of that, which is kind of cool. And I liked it before the um, like I, when we walked by it, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I actually had a little FOMO that I didn't purchase one when I was on the course because yeah. they really were prominent on the course. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like on. I think they had a worlds too, right? Like on the track. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so that was, that was like my little souvenir for myself. I didn't go crazy on the souvenir front personally. I wanted to. Yeah. You just didn't find the right things. I didn't like, I, I felt like we went to specific stores and we'll talk about that in a minute, but mm. we didn't go to like, I wanted like, like weird stuff. Like I felt like a, actually the airport, and when we were leaving, had the best. <laughs> yeah, Thomas variety. was like jackpot. They actually did have good stuff at the airport. Yeah, so. but so we so we did the expo and got our bibs and everything. The health app was weird and kind of wonky. Yeah, Thomas me, almost got trapped. Yeah, made I, it out. I was so nervous yeah. for you, dude. <laughs> dude, uh, yeah. They, here's a problem with the speech barrier that they couldn't tell me why I was having. So they told me to go in the information line. I looked at it. I knew that we were supposed to have, like, we were supposed to start on the 26th to record them. Mm-hmm. And I had from the 26th on. Yeah. And I looked, there were spaces for it before. So I just went and just entered in my, uh, like, temperature for the week before that. Yeah. And then it gave me the green light, and I just went and got the stuff done. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't super clear that you had to do that, that you had to do your health app. So didn't. Kafuzi and some other people, Mac, they didn't even do it. Mac, Mike, and Ashley skipped that part of the line and just went and got their bib. So after we went to, which we'll talk about in a minute, another place, they had to go back to the expo to but, get there. Yeah. Like they had to you, go the whole you way You weirdly back. also had to run with your phone or at least bring it to the start to get into your corral. Right. So we'll talk about that too. But it yeah. was a whole thing. Um, 
So we got our bibs and we went to this place called uh, Team Lab Planets. Yeah. I have to say this was probably one of the highlights of the For whole sure. trip. I had no idea what it was. Right, same. No expectation of what we were going to see inside. And it was a trip. So it's kind of like an art installation, uh, experiential. Immersive. Immersive, yeah, sort of thing where they have, it's a large place. They have eight different art installations or whatever. And it's, uh, yeah, so. You take, you had to take out, we're in line. And luckily we all had like pants that you could do this with, but yeah. you had to take off your shoes and pull your pants up to your knees, basically. Yeah. It, it was weird too because we when we when they first like shuttle you into this room, I feel like we were like Universal Studios where you're like about to get on totally. a ride because you're like standing there and you're like all waiting, and they're like, and then all of a sudden a wall comes up and you walk into this room to take off your shoes. It and, felt a little Squid Games, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, once we realized that okay, you're taking off your socks and shoes, let's just go for it, and then you immediately start walking up. Like a waterfall. waterfall. It, like a soapy waterfall. So yeah. it washes your feet as you're walking yeah. through. I think Which that's we thought gotta was part be of that. It. <laughs> yeah, the reason they're doing that. It's like Definitely. experience or actually hygiene. Clean yeah. your feet. <laughs> has to be. Um, and then there's just different rooms with all kinds of crazy cool art installations. I mean, but we started off on the in the wet stuff. Mm-hmm. Did we start with that koi pond or did we end up at the... It was a lights. Which was first? So, no, it was that... that I watched the video last time on YouTube okay. to remember what it was. So there was like that room with the foam balls or whatever okay. that you would like that unathletic people just could not. They were I, just, oh, that, that was, was like right. a mini workout. To it was be like honest. quicksand. It was yeah. hilarious because people who weren't in shape were just rolling across <laughs> it because they couldn't like didn't have the leg strength. To get you needed it. some strength. It, you had to bring your knees up high and then they squished down low and like yeah. it was like walking through mud or that something. That honestly was kind of like a Squid Games thing because <laughs> if... Like half the people would have died in that room just starting out. For sure. <laughs> um, and then the next room was those LED lights. Was that? But didn't we walk across leather first after that? Leather. Like we did the oh maybe beanbaggy thing, and then was, it was. I like, think they were, the hallways were just long and had like there weird was materials in the bottom. It was that situation. Yeah. Yeah, and then the light room full of LED string LEDs that went well, the way to the ceiling. You're in complete darkness when you're going through the halls. There's yeah. like red lights, blackness, and then you walk into this one room and it is just, it, it was like a million stars. It kind of seems like maybe you died. Yeah. Like yeah. I wouldn't have known if, if I would have died in between walking across that doorstep, I would have, I would have never known. It seemed like it was, you're in heaven or yeah, in some space did. in between. We're there. And so you walk into a room and I, it's basically lights from floor to ceiling mm-hmm. and then mirrors. Actually, I know I would have, I know I would have still been alive because of all the influencers taking photos of themselves <laughs> in there. I, I might have been in hell. That's where I, maybe I was. That's where I was. <laughs> Every single person has a selfie stick. It was beautiful, though, man. It was like I can't even explain. Like I got emotional almost in that. Uh, just the lights were changing. There was like rhythm to it. There's music playing. There's it's like Sigur Rose style music, like that ethereal. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're getting a background. That's going to make for good video, huh?
It's like, it's like the deep focus playlist, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and at one point, we all just laid on the floor and because it's mirrors everywhere. And they had this like open area where you could lay on the floor and just watch the lights change colors and stuff like that. And I mean, it was intense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you think people were falling in love there? I fell in love. <laughs> yeah, I think so. There's some emotions. Emotions ran high. Yeah. I feel like if I enjoyed THC, that would oh that yeah would be the experience. Dude, mushrooms would have been like insanity. It would have been crazy ayahuasca (laughs) but i'm wondering i was wondering that how prevalent that is in japan if it's easy to come by or not i don't think it is probably not yeah because i didn't didn't seem like that many people i don't know i bought sleeping pills for the ride home that i didn't take until actually i got home here in the states last night before bed yeah that stuff was so good was it so good he had a full-on conversation with me this morning that he doesn't remember because he was still cow, asleep. Dude. He wasn't. It was jargon. No way. Oh, so good. Did you record it? No. Because I thought he was awake. And then I was like, wait, you're asleep right now. Whoa. <laughs> Imagine if you did take that on the plane. <laughs> I would have ended up with all the fish breakfasts. <laughs> you might have scored, <laughs> yeah, scored a first class seat too. <laughs> yeah. So um, the next room was, uh, this was probably my favorite room. The Koi. Oh, really? You're in complete dark. I, I really love the lights. Yeah. But it set you up for the koi. And so what, what you did is you walked in this room and the water was up to about a foot deep, mm-hmm. maybe up to your knees. Mm-hmm. And um, you first looked and you just saw like random lights and then you started to realize, oh, no, those are like flower petals. And then before you knew it, you had koi swimming all around you. Now, that- Yeah, it's like light projections on the water. Yeah. I kind of wish somebody would actually like, brought a koi fish in there in their just pocket one real one yeah <laughs> just, let it, just let it loose or how about if they just somebody walked around with a stick that had like something wet <laughs> just freaking people yeah. out <laughs> that would be cool but it and that was like very trippy because the light is reflecting off the water the image you can like you feel like at least me sense wise i look down at the fish and they look like they were there in the water yeah and if you try to catch one you can't <laughs> Because it's not light. there. Yeah. But <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it does look cool in your hand. <laughs> um, that one was really cool. And then the next room was the uh, Dome of Flowers. Oh, man. Dude, that, that one was not for me. That tripped me out. Robbie stayed in there for like an hour getting high. I was like, get me out of here. I'm spinning. I was laying down on the floor. And so there's like these this projection of... It's like a planetarium. Like a globe. Yeah. So it's a whole ceiling, rounded ceiling. And I'm... There's these flowers and petals with designs kind of like floating through space. And I had this crazy moment because I was looking at it and I remember seeing this one flower and it's like drifting off into space. And I was like, felt like a, like this weird detachment from where I'm like, oh man, that's like life where it's a sense of loss. Yeah. Yeah. Where you see uh, something in it's beautiful or whatever. And then it just kind of fades off in the distance and you're like, like it's just gone and i was like oh that's cool it's on a loop it'll come back <laughs> well then i walk outside of the room and read about the art installation and it's like everything you see is happening in real time in a response to the room's environment and it's will never happen again like this is a one time it was an nft the whole um project yeah, yeah. and i'm like wait so it's not on a loop and i actually did see that thing disappear forever and then that freaked me out i, was, I did not like that yeah, yeah it, it felt real weird but so it was 
I was laying down there probably for like 15 minutes. And when I got up, I almost fell over just trying to walk out the door because it was, I was, and I just stood there and the, the floor of the room was tilting at a 45 degree angle because it was spinning still. When I got up, I asked did you say 40, if the floor wait, was moving. Did you just say 45 degree ankle? Yeah, no. <laughs> that's that's my ankles usually when I'm running. Yeah, May got um, up and she was like, are you not dizzy? And I was like, not nah, fine. She was like, the room. Oh, man. I was like, the floor is going down or the walls are moving up. I don't know what's happening. It was wild. Now, the rest of it, I was like. The flower room was cool. It was cool, but it wasn't like. Yeah. Like the other rooms I felt were like. Take me away. The flower room was like, oh, there's a lot of flowers. Actually, the most entertaining thing in the flower room was watching the people. selfie people really going at it. Yeah. There's one guy who had to be boyfriend of the year. Like, oh, yeah. They had, he, his girl was doing so many different poses and he was getting her from all different angles. Nice. For so long that one of the people who worked there went to them and said, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you used up your Instagram a lot, man. Yeah. yeah I, I got separated from you guys when I was laying down in that other room and then i thought the tour was over so i was just put put my shoes back on i was waiting for you and someone's like no there's two more spaces um and then when i was waiting in line for that one spot i ran into a guy who's like a fan of believe in the run i think he came out to the run the, the next day he i saw him at the marathon oh really yeah oh cool and then there was a another guy that we ran into in the line that was watched our videos he wasn't even there for the marathon he was just there to hang like on vacation which is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. The, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie came up to us in the line and uh, he was from L.A. Yeah. And he was like, he just, hey, guys, I just want to tell you, watch your videos, which is always great. Um, but, uh, you know, he's just there on vacation. Yeah. Just doing it. It's awesome. Um, so anyways, that was a pretty cool experience. And by the way, if you're listening to this, you should probably watch the YouTube version of the podcast because we're going to put yeah. out some video. like videos and photos with everything so you can get a more experience. Yeah, maybe you can experience it as well. Yeah. And then that evening we, I don't even know what happened. Yeah, what did we do after? <laughs> no, I've really uh, we, went to the, we went to the ASICS Oh, ASICS house. house. Yeah. That was, that was the dinner because yeah. we did pizza the next night. Oh, that's right. Yeah, eight six house, and and we had uh, there was kind of a buffet. Yeah, and they had some steak there that was delicious. Yeah, or no, it was the chicken. teriyaki chicken. Yeah, so good. Um. Anyways, and then I guess we can just hell might as well move on to the next day. Yeah, yeah. we rolled rolled in shake again. Run. Had the breakfast buffet, mm-hmm. and headed out for the shakeout run, and. uh it was pretty awesome because we had talked to uh, one of the locals there and they said people just don't do group runs. Yeah. And it's just not part of their running culture. Uh, like, And we were a little worried in the beginning because they don't want that many people congregating in the park because of COVID still. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And by the way, everybody in Japan. Whoops. <laughs> everybody in Japan well, they wanted us to split into three different groups. I didn't even know but, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through that. So everybody in Japan is still wearing masks. Yeah, it's not like the Inside, US. outside, everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, to be polite, you kind of follow the thing. Although it's, I don't think it's mandatory. Right. But, 
you know, it's just like, yeah. I was probably the black sheep of that. So. <laughs> Robbie is wearing his Trump t-shirt and walking around. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I was bringing freedom to the country. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we get to the park. And I got to say, so one thing I did before we went out there, if you've been listening to the podcast, you already know, is studying a little bit of Japanese. And I learned enough to be useful. And I actually found it to really be helpful while I was there. I was, there's a couple of situations, a couple of times where it, it worked out that I could speak. I commend you. Yeah. It did it, actually save us a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. There were several instances. And then sometimes when they, Thomas always was getting people to laugh. And so I was always slightly concerned as to what he was actually saying. But I think it was just because they appreciated you attempting. Yeah. I think it will, one, they didn't, I, there wasn't many people there who were non Japanese that were speaking right. uh, Japanese. And I think that a lot of that, also, like I'm saying phrases like the one time when I got someone to laugh pretty good was I did all the polite stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I said, Ja Mata at the end when I was leaving, which is a friendly way to say, I'll see you later to like a friend. Uh huh. And this was a guy that I would never see again. <laughs> I'm like, see you later. <laughs> he started laughing. I like it. But um, no, so we started off uh, the shakeout run and we did a little, uh, little uh, I don't know if you call it speech, but like getting everybody together. And, uh, you know, I was able to do bilingual on that and get people going. One, two, three. Go, 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 go. All right, next one, A6. One, two, three. A6. Next one, believe in the run. It's a little longer, but one, two, three. Believe in the run. All right, let's go for a run, guys. And we had Mike there. Of course, our team was there. Brandon, of course, was running around with the camera. Um, And then we had Ashley Mateo as well. And we had about 160. They said 160. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, they counted. No way. Yeah. I thought it was like 110 or something. Yeah. Nice. You got to stick around for those extras. <laughs> uh, 160 people show up, which I'm saying like in this country, it was a lar- nice large group. But in th- this country where this is not something they do. Yeah. I think even ASICs was surprised oh, how yeah. many people showed up. So we started doing the loops around the park. Robbie, you were talking to one guy for a while that didn't look Japanese. Yeah, he was from San Francisco. I forget his name now. Sorry, dude. But... We, yeah, I ran with him during the shakeout. It was cool. When I saw you running with him, I was like, that's Robbie's people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he looked like wearing a Johnji hat. Yeah. <laughs> Johnji hat, beard. Um, no, he was cool and we had a good, good time. He's like followed the podcast and everything. So it was, it was great. And obviously, there was just so many people from all over the world like yeah. Malaysia, New Zealand, Australia, yeah. Europe, obviously Japan. Yeah. It was it, great. It was really kind of fantastic. And, Jerry Sun was there taking photos, and uh, if you're not familiar with him, he does a lot of run photography. Mm. You can check him out. Uh, I think I think it's just Jerry Sun on yep. Instagram. Um, and the Asics, I think, had people. Well, we should see those photos, but didn't they have like people taking photos? Yeah, I feel like they had as many photographers as there were runners. They, yeah, yeah. It's like, man. So we ran around the loop. We had a really good time. Water and stuff afterwards. Uh, Anything stick out to you about the loops that time? Um, not really. Just that it, it was like a freaking parade yeah. mm-hmm. through half the park. People, I think that time, people were like bystanders were very much intrigued by the yeah. what's going event, on, <laughs> taking photos and everything. 
Um, no, that was a great time, and it was fun, like hanging out afterwards and talking to everyone and meeting. We ran into people from around the world. We ran into people who did the New York City shakeout run, like Will the Runner. Mm -hmm. um, there's a guy Mike from New Jersey. Uh, these people showed up at the shakeout run we did before the New York City Marathon. And who was the dude? The one guy was like a garbage man. In New that York. was Mike. So, yeah, that was Mike. So obviously we had talked about trash. I think it was, was Mike. And then Will. Will was the other guy. Okay. Did he have black hair? Or uh, he was like a very New York guy. Yeah. He was, you were like, yeah, you're from New York. Yeah. He had the accent and everything. It's great. Yes. Yeah, so he's actually Jersey, but yeah. Um, oh, was he Jersey? Yeah. He said he, I thought he said he lived in Brooklyn. I think Will lives. Yeah, ah, whatever. So, okay. Anyways. Anyway, so any, yeah, the, we're running around, lots of people, lots of good times. And uh, then we decided to uh, do something more cultural. Yeah. So we went, wait, are you talking about the department store thing? First, oh, we did, no. first okay. we did the yeah, attempted lunch. Yeah, we should lunch. do that first. So Mike is great because Mike did a lot of research before coming to Tokyo. By Mike, we mean Kafuzi. Yes. yes. Interchangeable. Yeah. Something so might not know. he's like, hey, there's this place close by that we can grab lunch. Yeah. In the mall. And the mall is also the train station. <laughs> and it's also eight stories tall and huge. And all of the restaurants are on the seventh and eighth floor. And nothing is like literally not a single word of English. In that yeah, place. it's not English friendly. It is not. Uh, there's no signs. Like if you like, yeah, you can find the bathroom because there's a picture of yeah two people. And everyone eats out for lunch. I'm convinced everyone that lives in that city eats out for lunch. I, yeah, you might be right. So it was packed. And it was kind of like time traveling back into 1989 mm -hmm. because when you go in, it is like a department store where there's like, here's a section where you try on your shoes and high heels and things. Yeah. And I'm like, where, how is this still existent right now? Robbie, did you try on a lot of high heels? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I couldn't really decide which one. So I just thought I'll buy it off of Amazon when I get home. That's smart. Yeah. So anyway, we try to go get lunch and there's lines everywhere. So... Then we realize there's also an area that's not like a sit-down restaurant. It's more just like, I don't know, what do you call it? Food stalls? Yeah. It wasn't even food stalls. It was a it was like a prepared foods grocery store. Okay. Basically. It was all prepared foods. But uh, this is the day before the marathon, so I'm like not trying to try something You were not happy, and I was weird. just like, I'm going to let her go. Yeah, and we had to get back because we had to be somewhere. So we couldn't, we were like trying to find something real quick, and... I saw dumplings and was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'll that's just really get dumplings. All it, that's all you need. So I, I got uh, one of those, almost like a Korean, the bread stuff. It's like a dumpling inside of like a dough. Yeah. And then I also got just a traditional Japanese style dumplings, pork and one that was like a mixture. And that was fun because none, none of the signs had what it was. Yeah. So I kind of had to guess. Yeah. So I'm trying to talk to a lady and, you know point at what i want yeah. i ended up with a pretty good assortment but yeah like I, it was a mystery pack dude being there was it literally felt like when you forget your homework at school and you're trying to fake like <laughs> the the what the you assignment. did yeah <laughs> and i'm like like it's that feeling of dread and kind of like i don't know what's happening <laughs> and trying to do your best to act like you know what's going on <laughs> and so I mean, luckily, I just got a bento box, and it was, like, rare beef that was 
they're not refrigerated. So I don't know. It was really like playing with fire getting that. Well, I think the whole thing was like that day we were rolling the dice because yeah, none of us really, we kind of had an idea of what we were ordering, but nobody really knew. Mm. Like I even think Mike was like, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll take one of those. Um, yeah. It, I had to eat that real quick cause we had to go. Mm-hmm. And then it's like right before we're about to leave. And my tum starts rumbling. <laughs> And I was like, dude, this is could go two directions, and one of them is really <laughs> yeah, <bad. laughs> only one direction. Yeah, um, and it, luckily it turned out fine in the end. But I was like real nervous for a second because we had to get on the bus like two minutes. Well, the other thing is, I didn't see anybody eating and walking. Like you know, in New York, you'll see someone grab oh, some yeah. street food and they'll eat and walk. And I was hungry, and we had to go, so I was like eating my dumplings as. I You're walked, walking. and I was like, am I committing major opa right I, now? I think it was okay, but you're right. Yeah, it's not very common. So what did you get, Meg? I grabbed a scone from Starbucks because I, <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared to eat that stuff before the day before a marathon. If, it, if we weren't running a marathon the next day, I would have just gone for it, but the unknown had me scared. You yeah. got to roll the dice. Yeah, it was a good time. And then so we went from there to a uh, Japanese traditional japanese dying ceremony not dying it was kind of like dying but it was uh no dying like indigo dying yeah like they, if you've seen really really dark denim this is where it came from like the the dying process in japan which turns out i didn't know this but he was saying it's basically somewhat of the national color and that's why the uh, tokyo marathon yeah. logo had the blue um indigo. accents in it okay Versus, I always thought just when I think of Japan, I think of red. But um, well, it was the fish official color of the Tokyo Olympics, yeah, twenty twenty. So this blue means a lot to the country. It's something that is part of their culture, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it comes from these plants. So we learned all about the plants. It's fermented, so the dye is actually in a fermenting pot. It smells really good, but it cures hay fever. Yeah, I thought it gave you hate fever. That's what when I, they were saying it. So I was like, man, I probably shouldn't breathe this in too much. And that, <laughs> it cures hay fever. Yeah, I don't even know what hay fever is. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we didn't get hay fever before the expo. We would have got a temperature yeah. of 105. But yeah, so they, uh, it's basically, I mean, it's really intense tie dyeing. It's essentially what we did. Yeah, yeah, intense is the Cer- word. Ceremonial tie dyeing. So yeah, you go to these pots. And you're instructed to dip your shirt in. And it's rubber banded up like a normal tie-dye situation. Dip your shirt in four times. Right. And if you do it, like the color chart is, this is what color it'll be if you do it one time, two times, three times, four times. And the darkest blue that you want is that fourth time. Although Megan. Yeah. I kind of wanted a lighter color, but we all had to go. (laughs) We had to go full on, so we did it. (laughs) So the pots were a little bit below waist level. But not low enough that you would like sit. Yeah, they were just at the waist level that you had to bend over the pot at sort of like a forty-five degree. Whatever angle, angle freaking <laughs> makes you feel like you're a hundred years old and have arthritis. I was in your like, lower yeah, back. why do I feel like I'm eighty years old doing this? Yeah. Like, and then you have to squeeze your product <laughs> while it's in the in so, the die. So there's yeah, one of the instructors there who spoke pretty good English. I. Anybody who spoke English there, oh, to me was a hero oh, because for sure. I'm telling you, as trying to learn Japanese, right. yeah, the fact that they 
it could get anything. Yeah, and he and he did a really good job with instructing everything. Mm-hmm. And then, but as we're dipping our shirts into the thing and <laughs> squeezing them, he's behind us repeatedly, repeatedly saying, "Squeeze your product," like, and just, but like with re- an accent, with an accent, uh, yeah. and really getting into it, like it was like, like drill en- sergeant, mode. like enthusiastic. Yeah. yeah, and I couldn't get past the fact that. He spoke English so well, but just didn't say "squeeze your shirt." <laughs> yeah. like, like, and it's so. He, but he kept saying "squeeze your product." So, uh, but that's the thing. That's the little differences. Like, and that's what I mean by learning language. Like, they don't use "I" because when you talk, yeah, it's assumed that you're talking about yourself. Like, if, right, if I right. say "I want," yeah, I, I want to eat lunch. It's just. Yeah. eat lunch but it was just funny just being like squeeze like the hearing the order of squeeze your product over and over I'm like, and plus as my back's killing me and i'm like i don't want to squeeze my product anymore <laughs> it, was, other, it was hard like it, it was the only intense. other thing too the dye was cold right the temperatures were kind of dropping yeah so like we were cold we're dying but i have to say after we got our shirts yeah i love my shirt yeah they're uh, cool it's super cool and it's such a nice, like, I do feel like the best part of the experience was, like, if you had just given me a shirt and been like, hey, this is the national country's color, it's this important dyeing process, I've been like, cool. Yeah. But seeing it and doing it, I really did get appreciation for yeah what we're doing. And I like I said, I love my shirt. It's probably, of my souvenir stuff, it's probably my favorite souvenir. Yeah, it was definitely a cool, cool thing to do, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it was tiring. And we were hungry now. Yeah. Megan only had a scone. Right. Yeah. So then we, basically that evening, so this is the pre- Wait, wait before we leave it, so we're still in Tokyo when we get there. That, that was an hour. Uh-huh. But the neighborhoods are a little different because you'll have like skyscrapers that are super modern. And then you look down an alley and it could be from like the 1900s. Like people are hanging their clothes to dry. Yeah. It's like very tiny, quaint, mm-hmm. like little buildings. Um, it, I thought that neighborhood was kind of neat for that, like all the power lines and just like that was kind of like rustic. Yeah, just like bicycles lined up on the alleyways. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you left it, nobody locks up bikes there. It's yeah. you do that in Baltimore, you're five minutes later, that's gone. You just I don't think there's that same mentality of if something isn't yours, it's not yours. You don't touch it, take it, whatever. I know, and I wish that were a thing here. Um, also the littering thing was amazing there's no garbage cans so clean didn't hear I heard a car horn twice while I was there yeah it was almost a relief to hear a car horn like I felt attached to home finally Um, just to hear some noise it's so quiet I honked today in the car did you I did oh when we were traveling to the I forget where but I was like I would have honked my horn 10 times on this trip by now yeah and (laughs) it was like a 40 minute trip but the best thing is I mean it really there's no littering mm-hmm. and it, you know everybody since it is a, a kind of commuter city there's people you know drinking beverages drinking things out of um, plastic bottles out of coffee cups also nothing on the street no trash ever. yeah because they just take it home with them yeah and there's no garbage cans That's so like that right. was the weirdest thing so like once you finished a beverage or something and you don't realize how often here 
you do carry stuff like you throw stuff out because mm -hmm. I was carrying stuff around Tokyo. Like, yeah, you always had trash. Yeah. Until I could find a spot. And by the way, the other thing I realized this morning that I didn't realize while I was there is that nobody has pets. They have the little dogs and cats. We saw a guy walking with a cat on his chest. But how many, that was one time. Did you see anybody? I never saw a single no, person walking have, a dog there. Oh, I saw coffee shops. I know they have cat cafes and stuff like that. You, you saw pet otters. You saw people walking dogs? Yeah. I saw a couple. Little dogs. Yeah, little tiny ones. Not compared to the U.S., though. No. No. And you're definitely also not finding never, dog crap never anywhere. saw any runners. Also true. Yeah. Which is weird because it's a big running city. I yeah. don't where they go. So then that that night we went to a pizza shop that was pretty good. Oh, it was um, really good. I love that. It was all Beatles stuff. Yeah, it was like Beatles on the radio. Beatles that was another, memorabilia. Another cool alley. Like mm -hmm. you were, it, it was wide enough for maybe a car to get down. Yeah. Uh, like I don't even think the cab driver wanted to drop no. some people off. Barely there. wide enough. Um, it Yeah, so it's a pizza place in Tokyo, obviously. <laughs> Uh, but the width of the building was probably what our podcast room is. Yeah, it was pretty small. Um, and that was just a good time, like, just getting pizza the night before the race. I had my traditional two beers. I don't know if that was a good idea, but I think it was okay. It worked out fine, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it was off the bed for the night before the race. Yep. Which I, I I slept fine, and what I loved about the race though, it started. I still don't understand. Started at nine. Yeah, so it was like a late. So, start. so how much sleep did you get the night before? I woke up at four. Okay, what time did you go to bed? Eight thirty. Nine probably. Man, I got like five hours of sleep. I maybe. feel like we got a solid five to six every night. Yeah, maybe. Six. As a matter of fact, I think my watch said I was like close to six. Yeah. Uh, like when I looked at the sleep. All time. right, very nice. And <laughs> good for you. Um, so we, I got up at like four and I realized I have like five hours, five hours to chill out before a marathon. It was amazing. Yeah. Cause it's a late start for the race. Yeah. For and we don't have to get on a bus to go somewhere, right. which was so nice. So yeah, they had the breakfast that we had been getting every day was open that morning. So we met everyone. It felt really strange to be down there just like eating breakfast and calmly. And since we had, the race. since it was like two hours before the race when we had breakfast, I ate like a regular breakfast. Right. Like, like a lot of food and like two cut. They had a great coffee machine. I had like two big lattes. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we had time to chill. And then um, unfortunately we weren't all in the same corral. So we kind of, we all met down in the lobby. Brian from ASICS was there, carried all of our bags because he's a champion. And Shout out. Um, then we all walked to our corrals. Robbie, we lost you at some point. Yeah. Because I, I was in a different you were completely an e. different yeah. corral and gate and so yeah i was com totally separate and it was pretty cold that morning too it was, yeah and i we had these awesome elite singlets from asics that were designed by itihara and really Idahara. cool greg it's just idahara itihara one of them yeah okay um but you forgot about we had to do a temperature check well yeah so when we're walking into the corrals, I mentioned you had to have your phone with you. So first you go in, you show your phone, which they just match, I guess, your face. No, you had like a lock on it. Yeah. But then they were also looking at like your bib number and it yeah. matched your phone. So anyway, you had to go through that. And then they put you through a metal detector and a temperature check. And 
the temperature check is like this little machine cone. that was cone thing that was sitting on a table. And Thomas walks up to it <laughs> and puts his forehead on it. <laughs> it just seemed like the right thing to do. I can't even tell the story. And you were just supposed to put your hand there. <laughs> so the guy who was taking the temperatures, he didn't speak English. Yeah. So he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that dude was cracking up. Yeah. And he's like, did he think you were bowing? Well, he him? was he was showing me his hand. Probably. <laughs> he was showing me his hand. Uh-huh. And I thought he was like back up, like giving like, you high five. So I, I'm, I'm like backing up and doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I, he like, figured it out. And I was like three feet. and I were dying oh, laughing so at him. Yeah. It was so good, but it really like lightened up the mood walking into the corrals. And I That's feel like after that, for. we were like just having a good time. Nice. Oh, so man. I don't think for like future, like for I don't think it'll be as many hoops to jump through. Obviously. Hopefully with uh, COVID, COVID yeah. uh, next year. Um, yeah. You know, it, it probably won't be as big of a deal. And so, you know, unless it... And even then, it seemed like a little... Like, if you really wanted to, I feel like you could have somehow gotten by. Yeah. Like if somebody... Like, it wasn't, like, super strict in a way. Like, it was, but it wasn't. But like, I think, I think like, yeah, you could have... There were people, what, like, what you'd have to do is wait for a group of people doing the scan thing and just kind of, like, try exactly. to plow through. But the the point I'm making is that you probably won't have to jump through all these hoops yeah. next year. And that those things aside, like, it was very easy. Like, you walk into your corral, you know where to go, and then you'd start running. Like, Well, what's kind of crazy, though, is when we're in the corral, we're freezing for starting. Um, oh. we, we, had, we got the plastic throwaways. I didn't even have that. And then I had cut up a ASIC shirt underneath the plastic throwaway. So I was like pretty, pretty good. Megan was freezing. And so like, you know how I'm not a touchy feeling, normal person. Yeah. Um, Your robot. Brandon, Megan and I. And Tanner. To, and Tanner all hugged. They got, they got around me and I went in the middle and Dude, it was the best. I'm just sad I had like now. a little hug cocoon. Yeah, we were, we were trying that to keep it That is pretty warm. cool. Yeah. It, I would, and I it was worked. so, I was shaking. I was so cold. Yeah. Because I was just at least trying to stay in the middle of the crowd. But every time that wind, wind would whip through, oh my gosh, dude, I was so cold. Yeah. We and were... I had to pee so bad because I. So what did you do about the pee? I was nervous about missing my corral or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was huge lines for the porta potties. And they were like, they were shutting down the porta potties like five minutes before. And I'm like like whole rows of them and not letting you go in. I'm like, dude, like just let me go. And uh, I should have just went. But I was just standing there. I had to go and just like looking at my clock. Each minute's taking forever to the start. And I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know if like that was stressful to me. Yeah, Brandon was going through that. <sighs> so they they took the rope, which I thought this was interesting. When it was time to close up the corrals, mm-hmm. they took the rope and they just started walking the rope mm. towards the front like hurting did you see leg. anyone get denied access like, no i was wondering if that happened where if like you're late to the corral like, what oh no happens? because and you know they had those strict rules of like if you're not in your corral you have to start at the end uh-huh. they were letting people in from the side oh, okay. when we were like walking okay. up yeah gotcha. you met you probably could have just jumped in with i should yeah that. but so then i um but then yeah the the race started i guess yeah, go yeah. For it. we started they shot off cannons of like 
confetti. Confetti. Oh, really? So you got to see that? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I was way back, so I didn't see. But you saw it on the, ground, on the ground, right? Yeah, and a ton of ponchos. I was tripping over the whole way. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. They were They were also playing this. Probably one of your favorite things. Probably so. yours. No, uh, mine was off to the side, but okay. one of my favorite things was uh, people were throwing their gear off to the side when it was starting. Mm-hmm. And there's this bald guy. <laughs> Someone threw like a knit cap. And it no right way! On, right on his head, <laughs> and the whole crowd starts laughing. And I yeah. thought the guy was going to get pissed off. Yeah, it's like you know, it landed on his head, mm-hmm. and he just looks and he smiles That's and starts amazing. laughing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, and then we took off. And the best part was, you know, normally I don't get to run with Brandon or Megan at a race. They're they're like those people that go up to the very very front and take off when the race starts. They're known as fast people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what they do. <laughs> they run faster. Yeah. But no, I, we ran, so at least the first 5K with you. Yeah, so my plan was to pace Mac, and he was in the corral directly behind us. And so our plan was to go to the back of our corral, and he was going to go to the front of his. And if that had happened, we would have been right next to each other. I don't know what he was doing. He was going okay. on some bathroom line with Ashley, and he ended up <laughs> towards the back of his corral, too. Anyway, so I ran with Brandon and Thomas, I think probably almost to four miles. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about how crazy the, the start, start is. I so. loved it. Yeah. You, you did love it? I loved it. Okay. I mean, it was packed. I, mean, that, I was saying, yeah, it was just very hard to run because it was packed. But I don't know. Maybe that's how other majors are. Yes. It, I mean, it's similar to Boston. Okay. I and felt like it was amazing. Like, I loved it. I was, you're just in a sea of people. Oh, I did love it. It and was very cool. I was just moving with the rhythm that goes. Obviously, I, I wasn't concerned with pace. Right. It wasn't like I was like, I yeah. got to get out there. And I've run enough times that I know that you don't have to go out at exactly. you know six flat to have a good marathon. You you have 26 miles yeah. in which to, to pick up the pace. Yeah, so I, I mean, I also, though, it took me three miles to get warm. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I was, like, still shivering at, like, mile two. Yeah, I don't think I could feel my feet for the first yeah. mile or so. I felt great. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, we were just having fun, like, soaking up the energy. It was interesting because they told us that the spectators, there would be a lot of them, but they wouldn't be loud. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, didn't really know what to expect. And it was wild to be packed with so many people and it being it was quiet. quiet. Yeah. Like there was like the little claps on the side. The participants were, they weren't did saying like anything. golf claps. Yeah. yeah, on the on the like it wasn't like go. It was just you'd hear a you'd hear a gambate. Yeah, but they yeah. said it gambate. Yeah, like I was like uh, I was like that's the first thing I realized. I was like I've been saying it wrong all this time. <laughs> gambate, 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 which means do your gambate, best. Gambate, do your best in Japanese. Yeah, it's like traditional thing to say. Give it your running. Own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. um Gamba day is what I, yeah. Got, wait, what? Is that are you saying that's the right way to say it or that that's way? what I was hearing on the course. Oh. Like all the kids and stuff. But um the best part is too, the first five miles downhill. Slight downhill. Yeah. It just felt great. Like it just got it get you got a warm up and it was like it felt good. You were moving. For me, I was like I was worried that we were going out too fast because I'm like, I'm running with Brandon and, and Megan and this feels really good, but it also did not feel like we're taking it slow out of the gate. But I guess we were. We were running like mid eights, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, because we, we honestly couldn't run much faster. I mean, it was just. 
Right. We, yeah. Unless we really wanted to weave around people, which we were not trying to do. Yeah. When you, you started getting kind of like antsy. Well, and I was like, he's up. He's up. I, I, I didn't expect Mac to be that far behind us. So I was like, he'll catch us in the first couple of miles because I knew he was be doing low sevens and we were going to be doing mid eights. So I was like, can't take that long to catch us. Yeah. And then it was like a K would go by and then another K would go by. And so I was just starting to like panic. And she's like, maybe I'll just do a progressive. And I was like, maybe, maybe he's just, he met, we missed him and he passed us. I mean, there is 40,000 people out there. Right, right. Which I have to say are the color of our singlet though. Yeah. Very easy to see. Very apparent. Well, like, so as soon as Meg takes off. Guess who shows up? Oh, really? Max, like, Thomas Brandon, (laughs) you seen Megan? And I'm like, she just took off. She can't be more than the 10th of a mile ahead of you. So did he run to catch up to her? Oh. And it took until mile eight or nine for us to find each other. Oh, man. So that's that part where it's like an up and back. Yeah. And we're running down, which was my favorite. Like, out and backs, a lot of people don't like. And I normally don't like them. But when you know that you're going to see people the whole time, that's fun. And that's what it was like. It was such a good distraction. It was great. That was one of my favorite parts because you could just watch all the other runners. And I was looking for you guys. So it was like... Trying to find Where's Waldo yeah, or whatever that weird version of Where's Waldo is. <laughs> Japan edition. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was a nice distraction. And we got to see the the men's lead. Yeah, that was cool. Go through. I don't I don't think we, you may have seen the women's. Turns so. out they're pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, real fast. <laughs> it is. When you see them run by, yeah. you're like, whoa. And that was the other thing. There was a 10K going on and it yeah. seemed to be like almost like cross country like style for them. Like there was teams of Wait, there was a what going on? There was a ten K. Didn't you see like that? a race? Yeah. At the same time as us. <laughs> so no. we, you can see them on they like just cut to the other side. We're running point. and there's these they seem like I'd say low twenties, maybe even in I thought like teens. And maybe even their yeah. teens. Just they look like the epitome of runners. Lying. Like they were the thin like yeah. You know they had the they had the headbands tied on like the thing, but they were just like shooting up the the sideline and they were going so fast like they're running 10k pace, but 10k pace for fast people. Yeah, and they're shooting up the side and they're coming in in groups of like five and stuff. And we're just like, holy! Maybe I did see them. I don't know. I was wondering what they were doing because I was like, why are these guys flying from the back here? And then I realized that there was the 10K going on. Okay. And I was like, they must have been so frustrated getting around. Seriously. Those crowds. But yeah. Yeah. They were flying. They look like they're having a good time though. Yeah. But yeah, so the turnaround, that was cool just seeing everybody. And I saw you guys. I think I missed you on the first one. And then I saw you. I saw you on the first one. Yeah. I saw Meg on the first one. I thought we did see you when we did the... Like oh uh, yeah it did okay yeah I did see. so here's here's the thing I missed so, I missed uh like Kafuzi every time I never saw Kafuzi I never saw Kafuzi either um, dude you think he course cut yeah <laughs> I know he probably did it's not like he filmed the whole thing I saw him on a bike later um, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, no when we went so we see Megan we're like hey Max right behind you trying to catch you and she's like oh really and I'm like yeah really yeah, um, but we up. didn't have that much time. <laughs> That's not um, that's not how the conversation went at all. I literally saw them and I was like, have you seen Mac? Uh, and Brandon, I don't know what you said, but Brandon's like, he's coming. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah. So he was behind. And so when we saw him on the turn, we're like, Meg's right up ahead of you. She's right there. Mm-hmm. He's like, great. We turn around and I'm like, I 
back to okay, Robbie should be like right near. So I actually thought maybe when we turn around we wouldn't see you. Mm-hmm. But on that one, we got there, and you were probably like, I don't know. At that point, what do you think? I would I. I know exactly how far it was because I timed it on my watch from when I saw you to where I got to that point. So I was five minutes behind you. Okay. Yeah. And we're like, Robbie looked good. Yeah, he should be catching us any minute now. You know, he'd pop up. And it was just long enough that I was like, "Eh, I can't stop and wait here. Right. Yeah. But, you know, if if we keep going, we're not going. Like I would catch up to you. Yeah, we're not going that fast. He should be able to. I think that was around mile 10. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that it would have been around the eight or nine because she said she didn't get with Mac, so she okay. probably just right after that yeah. hooked up with Mac. And then, um, and then I saw you again at mile like thirteen or fourteen. Another out and back, and that, and we see you, and you're like, "Hey!" And you look strong. Your knees are up. You're yeah. Like look like you're having a good time. We're like, "Okay, Robbie's he'll be with us shortly." So then at that point, I was three and a half minutes behind you. So doing the math gaining about 15 to 20 seconds per mile. So probably would have caught up to you around mile 21. or Which seems ridiculous because I was like, right after that, I was like, he'll be here. It doesn't seem that long. But yeah, if you think about it, like 15 seconds per mile, it takes another eight miles or so. Um, Like we expect, like I expected by like mile 14, like Robbie will be here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Going out from the start for me, it was... A little weird finding a pace because of that crowd. Like I couldn't. I was going from like an eight thirty, then a seven fifty, then like an eight fifteen, and then I had to take a piss break. So that was like a two minute break. Um, and then, because honestly, that's probably how long I went for. And then we, I was like mile four. My legs were feeling like it, it felt like heavier. You know. You know when your yeah. legs just feel a little dead? It's like, oh, this is going to be long day. <laughs> a little long. So I just needed to find, I knew I wasn't going to run super fast, so I just needed to find the pace that I could, like, felt like I could hold forever. See, yeah. and this is where I feel, I almost feel like you had a disadvantage because I was with Brandon and with Megan. I just was following their pace, yeah. and it was like, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. And you were pro- were you trying to catch us? So a little bit, but... I mean, that was definitely actually useful to me as a motivator because I was running by myself. So just having that in my mind, like my goal is not a time, but just to catch you guys was helpful. So I did find a pace that felt comfortable, but a little bit like, you know, working. Yeah. Which is like 815. And that was good for about, you know, 14, 15 miles. Um but I was getting nauseous every time I was... Did you try hydrating? <laughs> yeah. So they have this thing in, in Japan called Pocari Sweat, which is the worst name which ever. Which also sounds... It sounds Italian. Yeah. And, like, it sounds like a po- Paco Roban. Yeah. Like Cologne. Pocari Sweat. It does. Yeah. And honestly, that's, <laughs> I might as well have been drinking Cologne at that point. Because every time I would drink it, uh, I'd get nauseous for a mile or so. But I... And I was taking Morton gels as well, mm-hmm. but I needed electrolytes. So I just kept drinking it and it got. Did you ever take those little mint things that were there? Mint things? They had on the table. Did you see on them? The course? Little plastic wrap, little discs. No. I, I didn't know what they were. Oh, I didn't see those. I still don't know what they are. But I, was I think like, that was PCP, dude. Well, I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> someone just threw, put that out. I'm there. like, it might be salt. <laughs> I was like, maybe it's a uh, salt, salt tablet. Pad? So I took it. 
Did you really? Yeah. What did it taste? Did you like? think about that. I'm running a marathon. I'm like, ah, I don't know what that you is. In that things? plastic wrapper. It could have been. It could have been like a. It could have been Vaseline for your nipples, but I did <laughs> threw it, it in my mouth and ate it. What did it taste like? It tasted kind of like a Pepto Pismol. Yeah. Like a, it had that medicine. Okay. Did it do anything? Nothing good. Okay. Nothing bad. <laughs> um, it was kind of powdery, minty. Man. It was like a Tums. Okay. But yeah, that I mean, I was, man, I was feeling so good just thinking, okay, you know, last four, four or five miles, I'll just pick it up and kick it in the literal opposite happened that's what always happens okay well let's let's talk about the course here a little bit it is phenomenally distracting you get to see the runners coming at you from both directions the architecture the japanese giant like graphics on buildings like yeah phenomenal uh run just to have distractions while you're doing the marathon Mm -hmm. out and backs didn't bother me for the most part however the last out and back you go out you are at mile 21 or so Mm -hmm. uh you're further than that yeah it might be like 223 yeah you're and you start this uh out and back and you see the runners coming so you're like i know i'm turning around it's got to be soon you basically pass the well not the finish line but you see where the finish turn is and then you go for another 6k yeah before you get to that point yeah, you're right. It was the longest. Like, I kept thinking, when are we turning around to mm-hmm. head back? I, yeah. See, I was just trying to run with Mac, and he kind of threw out his time goals, uh, as one does when you're feeling like complete trash. And But I was so not thinking about myself at all that whole time that, I mean, I... You know how that is where if you're helping someone else, like you just, you feel great. So that didn't seem like a long. It's so I felt bad for him. So I'm looking at it now and it's a four kilometer out and back each way. Yeah. Each way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So eight kilometers total. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty long and it just felt ridiculous. Yeah. And this, there was like the sun was out and it was like, let's be honest, the weather was pretty much perfect. Yeah. It was what? 40 degrees at the start, high of 55. Like, but even so, I think if the sun comes out and you're not feeling great, it's not, but that was also the point of the course where they had the best entertainment, like the dancers. And I didn't see the dancers, but I did see the Imperial palace. Cause that was my landmark. Cause when we ran past it on the way out, I was like, when I get to that, I'll only have like one or two K left. Yeah. I don't remember seeing that. <laughs> it's a big palace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I missed it too. And I was okay. very much looking around. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Brandon and I, he actually, I was like, when we got to there, I was like, hey, Brandon, I don't know how much energy you have, but if you want to whip out your phone, get some footage of the Imperial Palace when we go by, that'd be cool. Because he was whipping out his iPhone every once in a while. Yeah. And getting some footage. Nice. Yeah, Brandon, this was, it was funny. I thought Brandon was having a walk in the park. Yeah. Could be, but he hadn't run in a couple weeks because of that yeah. hamstring injury that he had. I think 26 miles hurts you no matter what. Dude, I don't Especially think Brandon's don't run train. more. I don't yeah. think he's run more than 10 miles in the last two months. Accurate. No. Accurate. I was pretty sure, yeah. right? Yeah. So I was still, but in my head, like, the kid's a stud. I was like, this is nothing to him. But, yeah, he was getting, yeah, he was getting tired. Because I thought when we finished, 
I was like, ah, oh, you could have ran. He goes, Tom, is that actually, I don't think I could have <laughs> run much faster. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but oh. yeah, so then. What was the last bit like for you? So around mile, I was still feeling good up till like mile 22. I think I ran like a, and then I was really trying to catch you guys. So I ran a couple like eight, a little under eight minute miles. Just, um, and I think I saw the back of Brandon's head and then I, you then it to was, disappear. that was it. And then oh. I just, I just started feeling overwhelming, like just fatigue and sickness. And so whatever. what happened? Like, what did that do? Did you slow down? What happened? A little, yeah, like a little bit, like not, you know, looking at my pace, it wasn't that far off. It was like nine minute miles, but um, I just started feeling terrible. And this one guy came up behind me and was like, oh, believe in the run. And he's like, love your videos. Start chatting with me. I was like, okay, maybe that'll help me um, get to the finish. And we probably chatted for like a half a mile. And I was like, dude, I, I got to pull off. Uh, and so I just stopped for like 30 seconds. Like stop, stop? Yeah, just like stopped for oh, like wow. probably 30 seconds, reevaluated my life decisions. <laughs> um <laughs> And thought, well, I can't live in Tokyo, so <laughs> I guess I gotta get to the end of this. And it started just jogging. And actually I felt okay, like just overall, just jogging, but then it just became long. Like look I was looking at my watch probably every point zero five miles oh, and, being, the worst. and being like there's no way I just ran a tenth of a mile. You know how when you're feeling good, you're like, I can't believe I just ran yeah. a mile. That was like two seconds. Like, that was like a by. minute long. <laughs> and then is the reverse on the spectrum where I'm just like, there's no way. And then if, and then you get into that mindset where you're like, maybe this is one of those weird races where it's actually 26.2 miles and not 26.7. Obviously, <laughs> then I saw the signed for 25 miles and realized it was an extra half mile to go also something that they do on this course which is i don't think lovely is they warn you that the mile marker is coming so they put a sign for like 41k 40 it's not a warning what it was that we found out is they mark okay so the water station is the 39th k water station oh. so you get a sign that says the 39k water station's coming up but we can't read japanese so we just see 39k <laughs> and then you run uh, you run past it and maybe a hundred yards later wow you see 39k marker that's fine i didn't actually i don't pay attention to k's because i don't know what they mean <laughs> so <laughs> i was just i didn't notice that but that is crazy that's, i'd be like wait we're here again it oh, was upsetting every up. once in a while because you'd be like you'd run and then way up in the distance you'd see another sign and you'd be like, that's the same <laughs> oh, same sign. Dude, sucks. <laughs> You're like, wow. I guess this between here and here is 39K. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I did like, I kind of like the Ks, though. Yeah, I, maybe I should start doing that. Yeah, I if know. I understood them more, maybe. Yeah. I like <laughs> they went, it felt like it made it seem like things were going by faster. Yeah. The only thing that kind of sucked is like when you see a 39K and you're like, okay, I know we got to go to 42K. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh three more of these and then you start learning the math and you're like well that's about 6.2 miles for every k no well, <laughs> that does not check out for every k no 0.6 oh okay po- okay you said 6.2 yeah i was like wait you gotta listen to what i'm thinking um, <laughs> 0.6 0.62 0.62 k yeah it's a little over a half mile for every k sounds like my investment account my retirement account. 
<laughs> it's at 0.6k one of those good ones oh, um and keep keep going <laughs> they come fast but but they uh yeah whatever k we were at it was the last k i guess yeah is basically 41k is basically a street that goes on till the end of time <laughs> yeah mac was like we're getting close right and i'm like yeah then i like, couldn't see the finish and i was like i have no idea i was like it's never gonna end i was like the finish line has to be somewhere on this street that yeah. i can't see the end of yeah and because it's a kind of a tunnel i know and, i was in like, a cobblestone road. i was like peering up and i was like is that the finish at Same. the end there is that light well, once i saw that green thing yeah, like coming yeah. Off the I think side. it's like the flag that's saying, I don't know. Congratulations. Something. Yeah. But man, that was a long stretch for sure. <laughs> See, and again, I kind of feel like Megan got to run across with Mac. I got to run across with Brandon. Like, I feel bad that you kind of, you know. I got to run across with the ghost of my past. We were all there to watch you. You didn't see us, but we were all watching you. And I was like, oh. (laughs) 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 But the best was you made such an effort to put your hands up. It looked like. (laughs) Looked like a dead pterodactyl wing. Like, seriously. (laughs) That's a pretty accurate description. (laughs) But one of my, one of the moments, and I. I don't know why I always get a little emotional at the end of a marathon, but uh, Brandon and I crossed, mm-hmm. and uh, after we crossed, we hugged each other. And then you cried. And I was like, "Brandon, we're in, we just finished a marathon in Japan. Yeah, like, we we uh, do silly videos about shoes on the um, <laughs> on is. the YouTube, and here we are in Japan. Crossing, that is amazing. Crossing a finish line, and uh, yeah, just he was like, "Hey, thanks," and I was like, "No, thank you." I mean. I, like we got, I couldn't believe that I got to run a whole marathon with Brandon. Like yeah. That kid should, he ran, pretty awesome. his PR, by the way, I think it's like 240 something. 240, 240 oh. something low. Yeah. Yeah. That was, the, the finish was interesting because it was like kind of a little bit underwhelming. There was nobody in the stands and it was in like in a parking lot. I didn't lot, realize basically. till a half mile later that <laughs> I didn't have a medal. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. hey, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> And then they uh, kind of shuttle you out. So you guys were gone. I had to find y'all because you were at a. Well, weren't we on the phone with the, you? And we're like, here's the medal. I'm like, watching the video. I'm texting Robbie, yeah. telling him that Map he's got a course. He's got to leave the finish line and go to the right, even though we weren't supposed to go to the right because of our bib color. But we were going with Asics to this place. So I'm trying to communicate this to Robbie over text message. And all I get back is I'm giving up. I'm sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> It was like in Royal Tenenbaums when Richie Tenenbaum just takes off his shoes and uh, sits in the in the tennis court yeah. and just like gives up. That's exactly how I felt. I I was like because I what had happened as I went the wrong way because I was just I don't know what's going on. I'm just listening to what people tell me. Um, the wrong way where we needed to go, and so I was then looking at the map and like I was on the other side of the race, so I couldn't cut through because it's the finish yeah. line area. And I realized how far I was going to have to walk around. And I was like, I can't do Like, I can't do it. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I just sat there just like, I don't know where it just come. Someone come find me because yeah. I, I don't know what to, I don't know where to go, what to do. Meanwhile, Ashley Mateo uh, had, had run. This was her final of the six star. Yeah. So she's going to get a medal. And I noticed that they have these big, beautiful hoodie towels, hoodie towels uh, to grab. So. The the but I grab one, and then everybody realizes that you can get one because I think Meg thought they were for six star finishers. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm like, there's a whole table and there's not that many six star right. finishers. Um, so we got the hoodies on and it was like the perfect thing to have because it was a little bit breezy, a little bit cold. cold and put them on. And we go to the ASICs place that we we're supposed to go for food and stuff. And I wasn't going to shower, but we had our bag there and I had clean clothes. And I was like, well, if we're hanging out here, maybe I'll rinse off. So I go back there with Mac and Brandon and they hand you a towel that is a little larger than a washcloth. Yeah. A little smaller than a hand towel. Uh-huh. And that is your towel. <laughs> to shower with? To shower with. And nice. I'm like, great. Like, I don't, I don't want to be naked in front of Mac. And I certainly <laughs> don't want to see Brandon naked. Yeah. Wow. This is going to be <laughs> a weird, weird situation. So turns out I, like, wait for Mac and Brandon to go in their shower. You know, I slowly do my stuff in the locker room. And then I go back, and the showers have, like, privacy, like, doors and stuff uh-huh. like that. So behind my shower and i'm like this is cool they went in a little head they should be out by the time i get out this will be great i won't have to i won't have to see them or, or do anything i open my door and brandon's opening his door <laughs> did you have a george costanza moment <laughs> no like, it's cold outside it's cold water um, no i just did uh there was no hot water in my shower i, I swear i cracked mine open a little bit and i said i'll wait and i just went in there and used my little tiny towel to start drying off in there but like i'm like great now what do i do luckily i had brought my clothes with me but they were i had brought tights i don't know uh, why i thought that was a good idea robin hood style you know that when you're a little bit wet yeah trying to get a tight oh, on yeah. is like trying to get a wetsuit off or what it was like my leg and i pointed my toes my foot just went oh, and did the cramp, cramp. yeah <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> crap <laughs> we finally get there and now i see robbie oh. robbie you don't look good did I look good, Meg? You look pretty rough. Okay. I so I because I was waiting, trying to find y'all for so long, and I never got to the end where they gave those towels out. I did have a space blanket, but I was dude, I could not stop shivering. Oh, like yeah. I was just shivering, shivering. And I've tried to get you something hot. Yeah, never happened. <laughs> That's all right. Like no. you're on your own now. <laughs> but we were leaving soon after. But even when I got back to my room and took a shower and got in bed i was still oh wow shivering i was probably close to hypothermic in a way wow. like if i was outside for probably like another 15 minutes because it was cloudy and cold, cold out after the race and your sweat dries and yeah but anyways it was supposed to rain mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> can i tell that one story about when uh the so anyways we we're after the race i was trying to find y'all and there was this huge like 20 foot wide pathway and it was there's nobody on it because it was actually out separate from the corral or whatever you where you finish and there's this dude who is clearly in like horrible like cramping and pain just like sitting there trying to like stretch and he's like barely on the walkway and there's nobody on this walkway super wide and there's a japanese i don't know police officer enforcement person um just trying to like nudge this guy <laughs> off the walkway <laughs> because like he wants him to go in the grass and the guy's just like not moving <laughs> and the guy's trying to get him to go i'm like dude give him a break man like he just the finished the marathon rules are rules right? in japan <laughs> there's nobody around for like 100 meters and i felt so bad for the guy um it was hilarious but and then there was a guy who I, when I did sit down the one time. I thought that was the story we were getting. No, this is the other story that 
another uh, Japanese guy, like an older guy. He he had run the race, but he we were just sitting next to each other, and he offers to take my photo, so I give him my phone, and he takes a photo of me. First, it was in panoramic mode, so those didn't turn out so great. Um, <laughs> and then uh, after he was done taking a photo of me with my medal, he's like, oh, ugh. like, like tells me to come in and he just wanted to take a selfie with me on like both of us but he didn't know who you were it wasn't like hey, no no never met him not before. a fan of leaving the run does not didn't know. talk to him just, like it was like hey yeah. another runner just let's take a picture together and i was like all right so Share this moment we'll <laughs> now you up, have that forever we'll put it on the youtube version yeah he's, he's a nice guy but it was pretty funny um anyways finally found y'all and then we uh yeah we wrapped up we took a van back to the hotel, which, again, felt very long. Um, it did. I think it was like a 30-minute like, drive. I thought we finished near where we started. No. And yeah. Yeah, we, it was a few, several miles away, I think. Yeah. And then we got ready for dinner. And I have to say, the layout, so we went back to the A6 house for dinner. The layout was pretty sweet. Like, they had waiting for us cocktails. Well, you guys went out before. Didn't you go to the bar before that? Oh, no, we got Chinese food. Yeah. Like at the hotel, remember? Oh, we went straight. Yeah, like I didn't shower. Like yeah, Thomas we went. We did. went off the van to in the hotel had like several restaurants in yeah. it, and we went to a Chinese one. Got which some champs. I really don't think they wanted us there. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, because you're gross. I, mean, I felt bad. We it was yeah. a nice tablecloth yeah. restaurant. We're rolling in with you know space blankets and yeah. And here's the thing is we I wasn't gonna do it because I'm like still in my towel thing. Uh-huh. But someone went in with their towel on, like, so I was like, well, that opened the floodgate. They've yeah. already ruined it. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's poisoned the well right there. Yeah. We sit down and of course we're loud Americans and. Well, I I mean I I didn't I wanted to join y'all but I was like up I was under my covers feeling so nauseous yeah. and watching Murdoch murders. Oh, yeah. pretty we good, were, right? Good show. We were a little worried about you. Like, we were like, do you think you'll make it to, to dinner? I just well, I just nibbled on granola and then took a salt stick electrolyte tab, and that seemed to kind of turn it around. It's always the worst when you can't go celebrate yeah, after your marathons because you feel like trash. I think that was the worst I've ever felt since my first marathon, maybe worse than my first marathon. Wow. Which, at least post-race. Post you, you rallied okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we, yeah. Made it for dinner, and then I was fine. That was pretty awesome. The, dinner, di- the layout was, was hosted, sick. Hosted by A6, A6. CEO. Um, Haruto-san. Yeah. And when we got there, the drinks were, like, they had mixed drinks already lined out. They had beers. They had sake. Sake. I think I started with a glass of sake, and it was like a champagne glass of sake. It was a big pour. What did I keep drinking there? We did the sours. Sours. It's so just, it was just, it was called lemon sours. Yeah. And it was vodka with club soda and lemon base. It was delicious. I feel like the mixed drinks there were pretty basic, right? Yeah. Yeah. As far as, which was fine. And then they, I think I drank sake like the whole night. We did, um, I didn't, I, the weird thing is I think I drank a lot that night and we went out after that and drank more and I did not feel like I I got intoxicated at all. I know. Same. I wonder if the alcohol content's lower. Do you think it is? I don't because I, I never you felt, can't do that because vodka and whiskey like the bar, they're not like doing right right low I think I they, just never felt like I got ripped I think maybe it was the the, the sizes are, seem smaller that is that's also the true. sizes are yeah. smaller but I, I think I think it had something to do with the physical exertion all right so along with the fantastic food or drinks that they had laid out 
the food was pretty sick too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like there was everything from sushi. There was there were that's where the steak was. They had steak there. Fried chicken. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say the bread was amazing. Well, it was a bakery. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's what, what yeah. the deal was. I was wondering why the bread was so. Good. The bread was really good. Yeah, and and maybe you know since we had full stomachs, that's another reason we didn't feel the alcohol as much. But we stayed there. We chatted. We t- talked with all the people that were there. And they it was a cool because they had a surprise for the people oh, who got yeah. their six star. Yeah. A uh, ceremony. Yeah, they did like a little. They gave them these like I forget what they were, but like a special like a six. I brought one of them home. Did I you? got one at the gift shop yesterday. Oh, really? Oh, wait. not one of you thought I stole one of the ASICs. I was like, wait, <laughs> that's kind of messed up. Uh, but what are, what are they called? I, or I think like there's, it, it, there's something. They're these little egg-shaped dudes, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to color in their eyes to project some sort of luck for yourself. Okay, gotcha. So there's a, there's a little card that came with it that cool. um, she talked about. Yeah, so. So that was nice. But and congratulations to anyone who got their six star medals. Apparently, it was a huge six star one because Guinness, Guinness record over 3,000. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And the reason why is because Tokyo hasn't been held for two years, right? So, there's a lot of people that had been waiting on Tokyo to get their, their six stars. And I'm thinking about six stars, man. That's an expensive proposition. Like, you are doing like most of the people, if you're not from Tokyo, so we talked about this, there's only how many entries are allotted to foreigners? It's like 10,000. So out of the 40,000 entries, 10,000 are allotted for foreigners mm-hmm. and only like 3,000 for the U.S., right? I think something like that. So just to get into the Tokyo Marathon is a feat in itself. Yeah. And then you have to do all the other uh, marathons, obviously. But you're looking, a lot of people, what they do is to get that entry, they'll go to like, marathon tours or something like that that can guarantee him an entry so you're paying some people are paying well over 10 grand to run the tokyo marathon easy oh yeah travel hotel yeah and it's quite the investment and that's why i was like man if i was doing this and i you know with the covid stuff i'd be freaking out like yeah i mean i was freaking out in general but just like in the off chance that you would get covid or something would happen like man could you imagine and Mm -hmm. I, i wonder if that you think that probably had to happen to someone. Somebody had to, or your training went bad and you just, or that, right. yeah, you got injured yeah. like the week before. Yeah. There's so many factors. I mean, at this point, like to, to Tokyo marathon, you know, we had, I had the hip issue going in uh, a while back. I would have done anything. Yeah. Like I would have walked, I would have tried to speed walk. Oh yeah, for sure. The Tokyo marathon, if I had had to like, I like the fact that we had a chance to get over there and be a part of the race. There's no way you couldn't want to finish this marathon. For sure. Dude, they'd probably be chasing you off with the those wooden stick brooms that they have. Well, so I saw somebody's post and he's like, hey, I, I got my final six-star Tokyo. Their cutoff times are really skinny, so I had to uh, do my best to finish under the cutoff time. Oh, really? Cutoff time was seven hours. That's pretty standard. Yeah, I mean, what is that though? Like, if you're running, running, it's like a 16 minute mile. Okay, so yeah. you just have to at least that's speed walking. Yeah, or well, it's real speed walkers can do real fast, but I mean, for me, yeah, <laughs> like if you were uh, had to get someplace, dude. How how crazy was that that they were using stick brooms though? Like, uh, I think I said it was like a Hansel and Gretel situation, like <laughs> like old school sticks from Brothers Grimm or whatever. Hey, if it works, 
they like they sweeping wait the, where were they using these the, the sweep the cups off at the course and stuff uh, like they were using i was like man that's i guess it's more efficient than a regular broom but i thought it was pretty cool yeah it works um, so anyway we we decided the party wasn't over it's never over we went to golden guy not to get confused with a golden person it's Golden. Which I'm. We realized yesterday. Thomas thought we when we that. talked about Golden Guy that there was some sort of statue, or that that's just you know it was a Golden Guy, <laughs> not G A I, and that day spa. Yeah, exactly. But this bar was insane. It's like so that there's just these tiny alleyways, which literally it seems like it's from harry potter because you're in a main shopping district and you just turn down the street and suddenly it's the smallest alleyways in the entire universe i thought that was the most fascinating the fascinating part of tokyo is that you have these clean modern like surfaces and you call down the cracks and in the cracks is where the real life is oh yeah like i feel like these little alleys on the side that was tokyo for me like you you got back there and you were transported to a different world. Like when you say Diagon Alley, I it's exactly what it's like. It was like there's a door to another universe yeah. right off it's the like side. It's like the alleys are like, what, maybe 10 feet wide. Mm-hmm. And then they're just tiny bars. And I mean tiny, dude. Like, when he's just tiny, like to get past the bar, you basically rubbed your junk against everybody at the bar. Yeah. Like Easy. Yeah. there's a wall. There were crimes against humanity happening in the moment. <laughs> yeah. The, there's a... <laughs> There's a wall and there's a bar and there's seats between the wall and the bar and someone's back, if they lean back, would hit that back wall mm-hmm. and you had to walk behind them. And there's like six seats at the bar. Yeah. It is, the the whole space is about eight, what, eight feet wide, maybe yeah. 10 feet at the most. And uh, there's smoking cigs, smoking meats at the same time. They have a little hibachi grill going. Man. And then you we went upstairs and these are not code quality stairs these are these are stairs that everyone's dying in there in a second yeah if there was a fire everybody's gone for sure um so we're up and it's basically like if you went to someone's closet and had a party um it's like uh spin the bottle but tokyo edition yeah we we get up there and they couch line the wall and there's a little table and a couple little chairs and there's even a trap door that when you opened up, you could see down at the bar and let them know that you needed service. Yeah. Like someone to come up. It was, it was. And there was already two Japanese like businessmen up there and we were wedged in against them. Which they seemed totally fine <laughs> yeah. with. Well, like, very probably comfortable. Normal. Yeah, yeah, for them, they're like, yeah, that's great. I'm pretty sure Thomas's seat was like a, a <laughs> soup can or something. Yeah. Like it was not much bigger than that. It was. <laughs> but it was cool. And we hung out and the music there though, was, was on point oh it was old school rap and uh country music and country <laughs> yeah you got a little bit of everything um and we, yeah we had a few drinks there smelled like cigarette smokes brought me back to way back in the day whiskey sours uh old fashions i'm not gonna lie i kind of missed like it was kind of nice in a nostalgic way smelling like smoke when we left i know it's gross but no it, it wasn't that a, it was a weird way it's, it it, it made me that feel place smelled like clove cigarettes. Oh, I know. The one that got me though was the next night. Yeah, uh, we go out to dinner, and people were smoking while they're eating their dinner. Yeah, and I haven't been in the smoke restaurant. I, I don't know how long. Maybe the nineties. Yeah, but like people were 
one hand smoking, other hand eating. Eating sushi. And uh, the the restaurant was pretty, this one was a pretty decent size. Uh And the place stank of cigarettes. Wow. Yeah, I kind of would rather have it in a bar situation than a restaurant. Especially brightly lit restaurant. It wasn't like that romantic, like at the bar, it was kind of like that romantic, we're in a hole in the wall, like the weird photographs on the wall and someone smoking you're like yeah i mean there was something if there's ever going to be a time i'm going to smoke a cig that's that's where it was going to (laughs) be like it was i don't believe that i believe robbie's probably sneaking cigarettes right now honestly if they're if someone gave offered me a clove cigarette right then i would have definitely smoked it okay because that was my choice i always smoked cloves back in the day not until i had until they were illegal then had to transition to i still i still don't understand how they became illegal it was um yeah obama like, it literally was. I'm not making that up as a political thing. Like, um, he outlawed, like, flavored cigarettes. Like, it was his one of his agenda items. And so they became, yeah, illegal. Cloves or flavored cigarettes? Yeah, because they had, like, vanilla and, like, cherry and all What's kinds of What's the difference between that and a non-flavored one? I mean, just non-flavors like tobacco, of course. They didn't all, all menthol because, like, half the American population smokes menthol, but... Um, but just like right, like normal flavors or abnormal well, flavors. I would think clove. You could just do plain clove then. Yeah, I know. That's what's weird is like you would think because they do have. They I mean, have that, but they were just basically. He's a president that we know has smoked weed. I know, like he, well, he smoked cigarettes too. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, that's right. And uh, but, anyways, so that was but yeah back in the day clove cigarettes and it was always like whenever you would smoke them in a bar inevitably every time somebody would come with me and be like oh i haven't can i get one of those i haven't had one since college because yeah. <laughs> it's true that's it, like always the case um, i i don't know there was a story at one point that they caused your lungs to bleed or something I don't know. yeah well it, it's kind of true oh it is oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was your more uh, they have a numbing agent that makes it more smooth to smoke them um i think it's called eugenol it's like used in dentist's office and it so that's like it would is for your throat so if you really like clove cigarettes you can buy clothes in the grocery store you could grind them up and roll them right yeah i mean if just straight clothes and you can still buy clove cigars um like dejarm cigars Hmm. but they're terrible they're cigars like (laughs) they don't taste good yeah so after that bar i and brandon brandon got a lot of good photos yeah but maybe one of the best was uh, there's a woman waiting to go into the alley toilet, which I don't know. I The toilets in Japan were phenomenal. <laughs> we didn't talk about this enough. Okay, we get to our hotel. The toilet itself is heated. So when you sit down, you get a warm welcome. Yeah. Oh, it was like an embrace. Then you got the, the buttons on the side. You got the bidet. Yeah. And you got the other one. One of them shoots you in the hoo-ha, and the other one gets you in the VJ. Yeah. Um, it's accurate. I didn't know which one to pick, so I just picked them all. You try like, like a Pokemon <laughs> for the full shower. Gotta I got to tell you, though, I, I don't understand. Like, it was amazing because you even went to the, the crummy alley toilet area. Yeah. They still had the jet toilets. Yeah, the most divey bar in the world will have yeah. a bidet in it. Yeah. It's like you could play, and the whole console looks like a you're playing a video game they yeah. had like yeah like at the public restrooms it'd be like play music or like it was like a did you ex- on- did anyone actually explore all the options on no the i i just used the squirts <laughs> i used the flush Both button ways. and that was it 
Well, okay. So the toilets are phenomenal. Warm to sit on. Hot water shoots out of them to wash you after you're finished. Mm-hmm. Like I do feel like a savage. Like I'm like I'm basically a caveman here. Yeah. Wiping with leaves yeah. <laughs> and stuff compared to them. So anyway, the toilets were amazing. But this alley that is pretty much when you go down the alleys, it's like another world. Like Robbie said, it's like a third world country or something like that. But I went into the restroom, clean, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And Maggie went in and it had the... It was it was shocking coming back yeah. to the United States airport. Right, going to BWI. Dulles, and, or, yeah, ugh. it was it was rough. But yeah, Brand took an awesome photo. Brand, you can show it on the YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah. of a, a lady who was waiting to use that restroom. But it looks, you would think it was like quintessential, yeah. like Japanese experience. And shout out to Brandon because he took some freaking sweet photos. Yeah, yeah he did. A lot of good ones. Like, there's... Oh, and which you've probably been seeing on the YouTube version. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's a lot of cool. good stuff. And if you haven't, we're, we're going to start hosting because the photos are awesome. Not all of them. We can't, it's like Instagram doesn't like set up nicely to really showcase them as, as much as we could. Yeah. So we're going to start including them on the new website and you're going to have galleries of when we do these trips and who knows, maybe you're in some of the pictures if you came out to the shakeout run and stuff. Yeah. So that was the night after the race. And then, um, so then last day, kind of last day, but Monday, last full day. It was a, um, I feel like we packed in so much. Yeah, we really did. So we got up and we wanted to, you wanted to go specifically to the Pokemon store, right? Right. Yeah. And we wanted to go see that day also seems unreal because I feel like it was two days, but it was really one day. Yeah. We got up and we walked to a shrine which is really cool. It was, again, beautiful, mm-hmm. like serene. Like I sat on a chair and did like a mini meditation just because I was like, this place is, I got I to gotta yeah. just <laughs> feel this being yeah. here. And uh, did that. And then we walked through to uh, Shibu, 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 Shibuya. Shibuya. Yeah. Yeah. Shibuya. Um, Jay-Z in the house. Yeah. Um, Shibuya or Shibuya. Um, towards Harry Harajuka, 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 Harajuku. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, people. Um, we get to this alley, and it's really cool. And again, you go from being at a shrine at one moment to being at like the most plastic neon craziness. We walk down this alley. Again, alleys are where it's at in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, we go down this alley. The number one stuff was strawberries, unfolded potatoes, and petting otters. Dude, like, yeah, apparently it's these strawberry sticks and uh, like potato spirals, it's like all the rage with Japanese teenagers, which is one of those moments where I'm like, I, there are some things I get, and then there's just, I don't understand the concept of this. Like, like there was long lines for this stuff. Did you try the strawberries? I didn't. Kafuzi no, did. did. Yeah, he we said have it was put up sweet. that video because while he's eating that strawberry, oh yeah, you got to tell this story. It, it, he sees somebody who's like cleaning up the street. They had that little, you know, the little bucket on a handle with the like a, kind of like a dustbin, but old yeah, school with a broom. And there was a pigeon. I guess they didn't want the pigeon where it was, so she kind of guided the pigeon into the dust broom bucket or whatever. Yeah, and walked it across the street. And then let it out of the bucket on the other side of the street. Yeah, you would have thought that 
pigeons were just like that was a pigeon station for moving places it was, yeah. it was that's how it like knew what to do yeah it got in just hopped off and got off and she was treated it like it was a normal thing she does every day which she probably does do every day yeah and we were getting a little hungry so we really wanted to try they had it was a potato that's unspiraled so they cut it in a spiral but they put it on a stick and it's probably about a foot and a half long to two feet long yeah and they that's one of their selling points is that it's very long. Yeah, and they, they have the longest in Tokyo. It's exclamation points saying it's very long everywhere. There was a line. It's So the store's open at 11. At 11 o'clock when the place opened up, <laughs> there was a line down the street to get a fried potato on a stick. Yeah. And strawberries were out the door. It was crazy. So we're like looking down this alley and we see this sign that has, well, I think you took a picture of it. I took a picture of it. Of the, you can spend, uh, I forget how much it was. Oh, it was $15 US. $15 US for 15 minutes? 25 minutes. 25 minutes with an otter. Not, Not I, all of the, the otters. All the otters. Are you sure? Because yeah. I watched the YouTube video. But what about the people? Uh, that might have just been for the YouTube video. Because uh, like, think about the line. Because there, there was a line. But that's why they said if it's busy, you can only select the 25-minute option. Maybe it was it just... Maybe maybe you're in a room with other people and you're just playing yeah, with otters. That's what I'm thinking that you have to go. I still, don't, I still should have done that. Why didn't I do that? How many otters? There was like 20 it otters. dirty. That's not stopping. I mean, <laughs> otters. Yeah. I... And did you see the little hand yeah. when he was like unloading and the little hand popped oh, out of the man. side? Yeah. They the also cutest. had a, because it was Shibuya, like Shiba Inu is their mascot, I think. Yeah. And so they had Shiba cafes, which I wish I would have went to. That would have been fun. Mm. Um, Next time. But yeah, Harajuku, that's a pretty popular place. Yeah. I the only realize. time I'd heard of it before was apparently it was the launching place for uh, like the street clothing uh, thing. And then uh, who's the girl... You know, who's married to the country singer now? Gwen Stefani. Yeah, Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Apparently, for like one of her videos, got the fashion. She has a song called Har Harajuku Girls. There you go. Yeah. And I think uh, Nicki Minaj has a song too. Yeah. So that like style and stuff transcended just from this little like area. But yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So then we kind of just went. We kind of went and broke up and went our own separate ways, or maybe just that was me. That was just you. Oh, okay. Like the rest of us <laughs> stayed together. We went. There was another weird thing was stores would have multiple storefronts. So that we went over to the North Face. Mm -hmm. North Face had five different shops. Yeah, that was yeah, confusing. Like six, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was like this is North Face, this one, this one's North Face Supply, this one's North Face. So you walked in one and you thought, oh, I just saw the North Face. And then you'd walk down the street and be like, oh, no, there's a different one here. Yeah, it's like the high-end version or whatever. Yeah, they did have the purple label stuff. We looked at that. I almost got a jacket at the one. It was a really cool jacket. So you converted the yen? <laughs> no, I was just like, I was like, uh, I don't know. I was just like, yeah. do, I, do I? Do we really need another yeah. jacket? That's the same thing, yeah. And uh, so we, we did that. Robbie... I don't know where you went. I think, well, you know how I am. Yeah. <laughs> like Distracted. I, I just kind of. It used to cause me stress. And I, I was I was like, I no longer, I'm like, I'm not responsible for him. He'll find his way home. Yeah. I don't have, he, he's not going to be upset if I don't wait for him. So I finally kind of got into a place where I'm like, okay, Robbie's just doing Robbie. Yeah. And it's not like I need to, it's not like I don't want to be with anyone. It's just like, I. Want to be free? It's always been. No, yeah, or just, 
I, I do feel like sometimes I need a little bit of like just to be away from a group. And so it's not that I do it on purpose, but I'm just like, oh, this is interesting over here. Yeah. And then it's just drift away. yeah it used to cause me stress now that now i'm like i think i haven't said something to me i said i'm dealing with it very well i mean if we, <laughs> if we need to be somewhere then yeah i can see all that stressful yeah. like but um i knew that day too that it was kind it was of like relaxed. whatever um so but, we ended up back at the noodle place okay and this time robbie because i i mean but i was pretty hungry by the time we got there yeah we get in there and i see uh kafuzi got a beer and it looked really frosty and good mm-hmm. So I went out to the vending machine, got beers for Mac, for uh, Brandon and myself. It had to be the best beer I've ever had. Wow. And it, Just because of the It was like Sapporo Dry or something like that, but it was, it was the time, the place, and the meal. So mm. it was the mug was so cold mm. and frosty. The beer was so crisp and cold paired with this little bit of spicy udon, yeah. uh, spicy ramen yep. and the noodle. It just, it was a moment. Like I can think about it right now, my mouth waters and goes back to that little cubby hole. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's umame, but it sounds like it should be. Oh, it was I don't know amazing. if that's actual definition, but for now, maybe it could could be that. Well, it's weird because like you're like uh, noodles again, and I was like, ah, oh, it's funny because you you do think that, but then once you have it, you're like, oh yeah, you're not tired of this at all. And it hits all the spots. You get the hot, mm-hmm. you get the noodles. Spicy. There's a little bit of pork in it. Meg didn't get the, she didn't get the pork. And I was like, could have given me the pork. Yeah. But. Yeah. I went to um, like a robot sushi place. That's right. What they're called. Yeah. So it's, that was a pretty wild time too. And when the price the, tag is a shocking thing. About yeah. This oh one. yeah. And I was, I wasn't sure how it worked either. Cause I've never been to one of those, but there's no waiters or waitresses or anything like that. It's just a, a hostess. And she takes you to your booth again, similar to the ramen place where you have your individual booth and a touch screen where you just order whatever pieces you want. Pretty simple, like just nigiri sushi. I think they had some rolls, but I think the booth is also makes it you feel okay to eat by yourself. Yeah, it's nice for sure. Um, and there's a, uh, a while I was waiting, there was a girl from New Zealand um, who was also because I was like trying to figure out how it worked, and she was also there for the first time, and. Um, but kind of like figured it out together. And so, but anyway, so I sat down and we, I ordered the sushi and then it just like five minutes later stops in front of you and you just like pull off the plates. Like each plate has two pieces and I ended up getting like 15 pieces of sushi. It was $8. It's crazy. <laughs> and there's no tax or, or, or tip in Japan. So that's a straight eight dollars, yeah. eleven hundred yen. <laughs> like, and it's crazy. I loved the idea because the not having to deal with the tip, especially in a foreign currency, and not really know. Like, I would have like been like, "Here's," because we had coins a lot, so you would have been throwing coins at people. But um, like, like you either had a thousand yen or you had like <laughs> coins. Yeah. Um, you're either scrooge mcduck or like a millionaire i don't even know yeah like but a, like a real millionaire not a cartoon but one. not having to deal with that and, and not having to worry about tips and stuff even the hotel bellman all yeah. that kind of stuff it was such a relief like just because like I, I always think it, it dumb and dumber when they're rolling up in their car and they're throwing <laughs> there, you there you go there you go 250 thou um but yeah it, that was a relief 
But yeah. then we we all kind of met up again, though, didn't we? When we got to the we went to the BNF bar. Oh, Kith! Did you get to Kith? You didn't go to no, Kith. No, I missed like kind of the designer stores y'all went to. Oh, we went to Kith, and it was like the next level of like just how they did stuff was uh-huh. amazing. There's, That's cool. You'll see those pictures and stuff. But um, we also stopped at the toy store. Uh huh. And I got the boys some. Uh, have you ever heard of Hot Toys? I don't think so. This is their headquarters. We ran into Robbie in there. Oh, I was it. Okay. Yeah, I did see Hot Toys toy is a toy store for those of you listening that they make the most realistic oh, yeah. dolls possible. Right. They do look crazy. Like when it, you know, like Star Wars figures kind of look like, yeah, it kind of looks like no. Hansel. These look. I was shocked. It looked exactly like Scarlett Johansson or uh, Jeremy Renner from. Right. And you can you can check them out on Instagram. I've been actually following them for years because okay. they do really good job of. So they're like, super popular. Yeah, they'll take the and they're like the big dolls are like thousands of dollars. Really? Yeah, and they were all sold out too. Yeah. I know because they're they're so well done. But the thing is, like their Instagram account, they'll put them on sets and take pictures of them, and you would think oh. that it's actually. Like a wow. shot from the movie. That's pretty cool. And so I think that people who collect them are really into the That's detail. Like there's pores on the noses and stuff like that. Whoa. Yeah, that was cool. I got the boys a couple things there. Um, and I, I think all, all our legs were shot that day too. We walked probably an extra 10 miles that day. I we think you so said you had, you said you had yeah. twenty thousand steps or something by the end of the day because then at night is probably close to like twenty four thousand yeah yeah and I was walking bow legged or whatever it is that when you can't bend your legs <laughs> I look like Pinocchio out there wait Pinocchio could bend his legs though right yeah yeah he's well, got marionette strings. he's got yeah he's got he's got a joint oh maybe the Tin Man when he Tin Man there you go there tin you man. go yeah the um and then again another one. Where it's kind of like a weird mall. Their malls are different than here. It's like it could just be a specialty mall. Right. And they're like floors on top of floors on top of floors. But we went to the Pokemon, Mario Brothers, Capcom, and then Man Boy Love. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird <laughs> stuff. The Pokemon store was absolute madness. I mean, I, I had to get my boys some stuff but that was just like craziness i thought theo and them were uh over that and i told them that i went there and they were kind of disappointed that i didn't <laughs> really? get them anything from there i was like you're i thought you were too old for it yeah but apparently not um now my kids were so stoked when i got <laughs> gave them the stuff last night they're losing their minds oh really yeah that guess, must have guess what right. their favorite toy was did they did you get the um the bobbing head guy no uh, i did no i got the cat me like that okay no their favorite toy was the pokemon balls that i got out of the machines it cost oh, like two dollars no. the rings hilarious. yeah that we the, got last minute yeah. At the, yeah they were losing their minds like about those i was like well should have bought more of those. this one right here it was two dollars a piece <laughs> <laughs> just done that machine um oh we didn't even talk about the pachink wait when did we do the pachink that was the last day. so okay that so then that evening we went to bar hung out whatever had dinner oh that we went to my favorite bar i think in the world it was awesome yeah it was called b and f very cool bar, bar. b and f yeah it come on no talk, it was awesome talk about surreal it was like a harry potter bar in the middle of japan yeah and it played eight like it wasn't eight bit music but it, it was, was like fife and whistle 
it was the Zelda soundtrack over and yeah, over again. It just sounded like that. Yeah. It what if you could imagine that you're in like one of those video games where you get to a bar that's like, Hey stranger, new in town. Totally. Where are you going? We, when we talked, actually like speech bubbles appeared above our heads yeah. and <laughs> typed out the letters. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah. It it felt like that. Yeah. It was very cool. And the drinks were excellent. Those the drinks were, the were drinks. amazing. Yeah. Um and then uh we just had a, you guys had that yeah. dinner at the sushi smoking place. Yeah, where was a bunch of people. Yeah, why didn't you have dinner with us? Because I had, had sushi, sushi earlier. Oh. And I was like. They had everything on that menu. You could have gotten no. whatever. So I just had dinner with the other group. But and Where then, did they go? Oh, they went back to the hotel. Yeah, and then me and Kafuzi went to karaoke. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. Right, which was like. Oh, I didn't tell you. So we went to karaoke, and when we got to the place, it's like the second floor bar and we walk in and the owner's just like there by himself. Did you go to the one with the cat? No, this is just, I don't even know where this was. Okay. And he was looked shocked that somebody came in the door. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it was a Monday night. Yeah. yeah. And so we're just like, well, I guess they're doing this. So I guess you pay like seven bucks, like 1100 or a thousand yen or something. And you get just, karaoke all night and you get an ipad in front of you you can just pick your songs and you each have a microphone and i think you can also play nintendo ds on a, the tv um, okay. that's that's what i'd be doing yeah so we're just doing our own songs whatever and then a group of four uh, japanese uh, it's like three guys and a girl come in and they look like they're from came from work or whatever and they're doing japanese songs which is funny because i looked up like the top Japanese karaoke songs that are English and they did like half of them <laughs> like Aladdin a whole new world is one of them they did that um and then we kind of start talking to them a little bit um and somehow the, the guy told me that his favorite American artist is Eric Clapton and then like a minute later he's he's like go come on come on and so he puts on Eric Clapton tears in heaven and we duetted it together. Oh, wow. Like, he sang one verse, I sang the other. We were hugging at one point. <laughs> I believe it. It was a great time. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So good. And um, so we did that, and then they were getting hammered. I mean, I've never, like, they were drinking fast and furious. And uh, like Tokyo like, Drift Like style. Brandon Eats? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, anyways, so they were getting hammered. And we were just doing a karaoke. So then we were there for a few hours and then or finally we were like, all right, we got to go. And as we're leaving, they're all like giving us hugs or high fives and, you know, just thanking us. Arigato gozaimasu. Domo arigato gozaimasu. And then, so we're getting in the elevator and they're kind of like following us and just like constantly like thanking us and saying bye. And we know like two words. So how many times can we say thank you? <laughs> and, then, and then the elevator's just taking forever to close. And they're like, kind of like, almost like peering their heads in, like <laughs> as we're like, like the whole group and bartender. And we're just like, 
yeah like we said <laughs> bye like 10 times already <laughs> yeah, it was amazing oh that's good um, yeah it was a good night last day we what got up and then did a little more walking around a lot more walking around like yeah, we was said, actually a lot more the the last day we went and saw well on our way to the national garden we stopped we finally saw robbie really wanted to get a pachinko game in i don't i didn't understand your obsession with it but you really wanted it i mean i think it was like i just had seen photos of one before it just seemed like a casino on crack yeah. which sort I'm of too and yeah. i'm always into figuring out new ways to gamble and lose money so that was seemed like a good, good so way Ro to do that robbie walks right past past it like there, there's this building it had a giant manga you know poster on it there's all yeah, this stuff, amazing looking and i just look in and i'm like ah pachinko machines <laughs> lots of them and robbie's already gone i'm like i call robbie back i'm like hey 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 i got your pachinko machines robbie your face lit up oh yeah did it when when the door opened there yeah. was that childlike awe of <laughs> They're here. Oh, this man. is it. I'm finally getting like every night you asked to go to Pachinko. Yeah. And, and didn't get, you try the I did, karaoke night? Apparently they, they close closed. like early, which seems weird to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you give me a carnival game and that's closer to a carnival game than normal slot machines, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. There's an actual like a jack movement to it. Yeah. There's the, the metal ball bearings are like tangible. Yeah. Literally. Um, and so I thought that was cool. And it was a pretty weird game to figure out. I think we kind of figured it out. I gonna, did. I didn't figure it out. I'm not going to explain it on the I podcast. I brought the instructions home. They're still. Yeah. The, but the first step was my favorite, which was make sure if there's cigarettes still there that the person is done with that. Machine. Oh, really? That's, That's step funny. one. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. Oh, we played Godzilla. <laughs> speaking of carnival, that reminded me when I was seeing those kids lined up for the strawberry sticks and the potatoes, I was like, man, you. You bring these kids to a fireman's carnival in the United States, they will lose their minds. Yeah. Like like the like a county fair. Yeah. yeah. Like that's like all that times ten. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, actually. Right. We, that's what we should do is start doing carnivals in uh yeah. Japan. But anyways, so yeah, we did the Pachinko parlor and then we're I'm sitting out on the sidewalk. The guys are in um of the story you were in don quixote yeah so we walked a, a, a couple blocks we left yeah. we lost our money at the pachinko parlor of yeah. course i yeah i was fine with it though i was like i i don't know how to play this game here's yeah. my money yeah let me just participate right so we're a few blocks down the road the guys are in the store i'm just waiting for them outside in the sidewalk and robbie walks up to me and he's patting down his pants and he's like my wallet was in my pocket and this is the morning before we're leaving like two back like, home. No, we are leaving that day. Yeah. Like two hours before we leave yeah. for the airport. And I'm like, well, when's the last time you had it? And he's like, I don't, I, it must have been in the last couple of blocks. It must have just fallen out. So he goes back to the pachinko place. I'm like scanning the ground, like thinking that, yeah, in the middle of Tokyo, my wallet's going to be on the ground. Like, I don't even know what's happening. So you walk back in there and just ask someone. Yeah. So the guy that was helping us figure out the machines. Yeah. Um, I just typed in like did you find a wallet into my Google translate and showed it to him? And he's like, Oh, Oh. And like makes the shape of a wallet, like with his hands. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, just like one second, like follow me. And I wasn't sure that he was like, Oh, are you just looking for a wallet? I'll see like if we, we have someone a, found a it. wallet department. Like, <laughs> like if they have, he's like, I'll take you to Austin found, see if they have something or if they, he actually yeah. found it. So 
I was like hopeful yet nervous. And yeah, so he <laughs> he took me over to a, like, another weird thing. There was just a box with like a door on it. And then he like, I don't know if he like called in or like tapped on the door and then he opened it and then there was like nothing in there. And then it, I think it dropped from somewhere <laughs> or like, it was like a really weird situation where I'm like, I just couldn't understand what I was looking at. And then he turns around and boom, has his wa my wallet in his hand. I'm like, I cannot believe this just happened. And I would have given him, given him all the money I had, but I had no money. So, cause I lost it in Pachinko. Meanwhile, again, awkward moment with Brandon. We're walking around Don Quixote and there's an entire floor that is dedicated to sex toys. Yeah. Like walking by. You and Brandon really bonded this So trip. how much oh, money did you spend there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Don Quixote was a little bit of a, it wasn't what I expected. It was like a giant dollar store, but with anything that you could think of. Like would they were selling North Face jackets in there, which I'm sure they weren't yeah. North Face. Would you say it's a windmill posing as a, what's the Don Quixote? As a, as a dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, I would just say it was a bunch of, it was like your beach dollar store. Yeah, kind of totally. Thing. It yeah. seemed like right place in Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah. yeah. So across the street from it, though, like I'm like looking at this sign waiting while we're, while Robbie's doing his vending machine stuff. I'm looking at this sign. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. What does this mean? And it had like instructions because what did you say it was called? It's like, it's like dating something. The lounge something lounge. Yeah. yeah. Like meet the girl lounge or something. <laughs> yeah. And it has instructions. Like first you sit down, you look at a menu of young ladies, you pick the one that you would like, and then you walk around town with her. Yeah, I don't know if they were walking around town or to a back room in the photo. I wasn't quite sure about that. But the, I think what gave it away was that all the girls' eyes were covered up or blurred out yeah. in oh, the photo. So I was like, yeah, this probably isn't straight. So I was like, but it was weird because there's a huge billboard on the side of like the well, main I asked, area shopping. I area. asked someone, I think that maybe prostitution is legal there. Oh, okay. So I mean, that would make sense. I don't know that that's what this was offering. Because it sounded just like companionship, but I, yeah, of some sort, and for uh, one hour. Also, same alley had a, a giant Godzilla peering into the alley. Yeah, so my kids cool. love that. I showed them a picture. Oh, that's cool. But they, yeah, it, it is interesting because there's stuff like that and that that man boy type thing that we we're talking about, like that. I wonder if because the culture is so like rigid and structured that like there's a weird come out in weird ways, you know, like. I feel well, like it's kind of like the South. The South's like that too. Cause on the surface, it's very conservative, but behind the scenes, it's like crazy, human crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that was the thing. So like when we were walking around the, the Pokemon store and the Mario store, the Capcom store was there, which I still haven't seen my picture of me pulling the sword out with the dragon coming down. And then, um, is that an SFW? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, and then I go into this next booth and it's all like, Guys cuddling with cats. <laughs> like and, comics? Yeah, like anime. Okay. Yeah. And, but anime stuff like, you know, guy wearing the cop hat but no pant, no shirt uh -huh. and like bikini brief hugging another guy who's wearing like a cat tail. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And I was just like, this is like this. Like if your kid was walking around, <laughs> right. this is like right like right in there. So maybe I'm just uptight. But yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, weird. Different cultures, man. Yeah. But anyways, so 
That and then we went to a Japanese garden to end our trip. The the Japanese garden was beautiful, even though it wasn't in bloom. You could tell, like you kind of picture what it would look like. Yeah. When everything, but I just like I like the culture that they you know people were like they seem like very like in tune with nature and at the same time in tune with technology and kind of like mixed together. So I, I loved it. Yeah. The trip was awesome. Flight back seemed a lot easier, didn't it? Oh yeah. Much easier. It was still very long. It is four. It was 12 hours or something. And again, yeah, the food was wild, but yeah. yeah, Any, all right. So this has gone on for a while. If you're still listening, first off, my mind's blown. Um, (laughs) That, (laughs) but Secondly, are there any closing thoughts you'd like to share? I know that you talked about doing kind of like a wrap-up post for Tokyo Mm -hmm. uh, on the website, so that's great. I know uh, Megan was also talking about doing like tips. I think we could do New York, London, and uh, Boston. So at least for actually Chicago too, we could probably do posts for tips on four of the majors. Yeah, we'll try to do that. But any more more thoughts on, like, uh, just the general overall feelings about the trip? I can't get over it. It was amazing. I would totally do it again in a heartbeat. If you have the opportunity to go to Tokyo, do it. The course was awesome. The people were great. Uh, ASICs put on a hell of a a nice, uh, I don't even know what you call it for us, experience for us in general. Just every every touch point was amazing. Um, So many things. Like, uh, this is a trip I'll remember for the rest of my life until I get dementia. Oh geez, <laughs> <laughs> which might be happening now. I'm Any day now. Um, that, it was yeah, it was really incredible and unforgettable. And I just did we say what shoes we ran the marathon in? We did. Mm, we didn't. Now people are gonna wonder. Meg and I ran Super Blast. Yeah, I ran the MetaSpeed Edge Plus. Still love that shoe. Yeah, do you Super do you kind of wish though great. that you had maybe worn the Super Blast? No. Okay. Yeah, I loved. I mean, my legs. I don't know. My legs probably could be trashed either way, but I, 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 my legs actually during the race they didn't hurt, great. no cramps, nothing. Good. Felt good running in them the whole time. So I, yeah, I loved them. All right, so but. that was the shoes of choice. Uh, obviously, we appreciate everybody tuning in, listening. None of this stuff happens without you. And thanks to everyone that showed up to yeah. the run who listens to podcast. I know there's like there's a lot of people that said they listen to podcasts and that were there. Um, so that was just cool meeting people from all over the world. Yeah. And someone painted, uh, Kafuzi's portrait. Oh yeah. That was if cool. you want to paint our portrait, we're more <laughs> yeah. than happy to. Oh, by the way, I was forgot that I said that I would leave a review of people's reviews. I have quite oh, yeah. a lot of reviews to write. Oh, we got like 10 new reviews from that. All right. Awesome. Robbie, get so, I know that, uh, I know that Drew Wickham was saying he was going to, uh, do one so okay. that you'd have to write a issue it, review for if him. I see his all for uh, it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, a big thanks to Asics, to yep. Mac, to Brian, to everybody who took care of us over in Japan. Obviously, uh, it, we had a great time, and big thanks to the audience. I gotta say thanks to you guys. Like you guys made my trip. Like I really enjoyed spending time with our crew and our team, and Kafuzi and. Uh, Ashley, everybody, it was just really nice to to spend time and, and to have these uh, moments with everyone. Yeah, for sure. And Brandon, especially for running with me and crying with me at the end, although he didn't cry, I don't think. And producing this podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take a him a while. Monster. Yeah. All right. 
Hi, Ma. Peace out. Bye. Bye.